evening, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Hi, I'm Cole, and I'm black as hell playing uh, Olorun Dawnseeker, your uh, black as hell ASMR paladin warlock. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm playing Sride Landir, the Eligrin Glamour Bard. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sirak, the Arakakura Horizon Walker Ranger. Howdy, y'all. I'm uh, I'll be playing Tal Roth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Alcoholic. I mean, <clears throat> Scout. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> and I'm Kez, and I'm going to be playing Treasure, the Tiefling Fighter. All right, guys. A um, couple of real quick announcements before we get started. Today, I'm getting the feeling that's one of them coming at me right now. Yep. Um, so we are going to, we're back to our sort of normal schedule today. We've got a disasters in danger today. We've got Storm King's Thunder tomorrow and, um, trying to get back into prepping some, some new games. I, I, I do feel a little bad. I'm sorry. Uh, since September, I've just been a bit off. Um, so, so we're, we're going to get back into working on some new shows for you guys. So thank you for your patience. Um, if you guys don't know, Disasters, or excuse me, A to Z Monstrosities is for our patrons. And um, we're working through the monster manual, uh, making mythic encounters out of every entry. Uh, we finished Angels up. Those have some nice NPCs from, from our original game, uh, namely Michael. Um, and and his entire progression, which is really cool. Um, last week we also did animated armor, uh, but instead of just doing a traditional like blank suit of animated armor, we made a um, we made an artifact. We made a, a a artifact suit of armor, and if you were part of the Patreon, you would get access to that as well. Um, but just to let you guys know what it was that was made. Nope. Wrong. I pushed the wrong button. I can push the right ones. I know how to do this. Uh, there it is. My homebrew creations. Uh, that is the armor of the undying soldier. Um, so in case you didn't know this, it's a brand new artifact we made specifically. The, it's a super armor, uh, suit for fighters, basically. And um, and we made a monster out of it after that. And we're doing the same thing this week. <clears throat> but I say it on disasters because this week, instead of doing a normal flying sword uh, or pulling one of the already made artifacts from, um, from the DMG, instead of pulling like a sentient sword from there, we're going to be using uh, Bloodburner. So the... Um, the you'll you'll get a sneak preview of the stats for blood burner and for um for an encounter fighting blood burner so if you're mm -hmm. part of the patreon and you want to watch that show head on over there the details should be there check it out um speaking of patreon we get to 30 patrons kez is going to do a, another art giveaway full body color with no background uh and we've got some other cool things we continue to revamp that so yeah that's what I got. Anybody else got an announcement to make? Uh, okay. Well, let me 
before I do this, let me push, let me try, the music's always going to be a struggle for me. Here we go. I think that's the right level for it to be heard. Not overbearing and, and hopefully not disruptive. Um, so, let's get into it. Our adventure takes place in lands of Lickdrop, lands without gods, lands of myth and legend, lands where fates are written in blood. Our heroes, members of the Magnus Exploratorium, are making their way across the country to the forge, but they stopped in Four Point Farms, and they uh, have met a Daven Watcher, um, someone created by ancient gods that predate modern civilization uh, who left behind um, ancient eldritch mysteries and one such is a biomancer's lab that has come into conflict with a hive of Kruthix. And so with the assistance of one Dr. T. Burns, um, our group is preparing to try to assault the Kruthix hive. Um, we're going to pick up a couple of days later. You guys have, have traveled, um, well, you're actually at point, point three of the farms. You're traveling to point two. It's like a two day journey So we can pick up any time in that, in that process. Um, there's not much to buy at the farms. I don't think you guys necessarily needed more equipment, but you guys do have a little bit of time before you get into the cave dungeon diving. Um, stuff. So, is there anything you guys would like to do? Did we bring uh, that NPC girl? Um, Raven. Raven? Raven. No. Did you want to bring Raven? I'm just wondering if we did. Or is she going to be on the talking squad? Raven has very little interest in Kruthix. She was promised to look at a lab and... Um, well, then that answers that. You you can attempt to bring her if you would like, but I you know she'll drag her feet the whole time. If, if you, God, if, I wouldn't bring her now. <laughs> if you really want an angsty teen with you the whole trip, I suppose you could. Attempt <laughs> me with a good Make time. A sonic, Let's do this. <laughs> just Make a just sonic teenage warhead the entire way. <laughs> Eric, uh, your your mic is just a little quiet for me. Can you? Oh, uh, yes, I can. Just a moment. Cool. Um, while he is How doing is this? better, that's better. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, anything, any other ideas, any, anything else you guys want to prepare or do? Look at me, camera. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, something that Talroth would probably be doing just pretty much in his off time is still just kind of learning how to play cards from treasure and trying to figure out how she's cheating at the rules. Okay. To try to learn more how to play. Okay, these are those um, those fate cards? Yes. I'm also kind of using it to try to get proficiency with it. Mm -hmm. so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm at two weeks out of ten. I'm not sure if there'd be any more. Um, Although we figure we figure that she's using this to pay off her tab. So. Okay, sounds good. Um, roll me a percentile for fun. Let's see what that says. Both of us are... Just Talroth. He's the one working on proficiency. That's that's more what I'm interested in. If you guys want to roll to see like who wins, you can. But I'm I'm taking. Oh no, I'm 100% cheating. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I got a 64. A 64. 
Okay. Um, yeah, nothing special, but you you are starting to to see the longer you spend with the cards, you start to see some more like subtleties in them, starting to pick up. Um, it's like when you like a when you have a pack of um, old like Hoyle um, traditional playing cards, you notice like, oh, look at the hearts and the in the ribbons and the trim, and and you're starting to pick up small details like that. So yeah, it's it's not quite proficiency yet, but it is of um, of interest to be sure. So, about how long do we have uh, for travel to the Kruthix Slayer? Uh, two days. About two two days? days? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, so probably during uh, during one of those days when we're camped by the fire, uh, I'm probably going to go up to uh, Sorak. And let me find um, you guys campfire music rather than the creepy Underdark music. You're good. Go ahead. Keep going. I'll, I'll work on this. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I'll I'll go up to um uh Sorak, could I could I talk to you for uh a, a brief second? Um, uh, sure. Uh, what uh, what's going on? Um, I, I I had some some questions. Um, I'm I'm I've decided to do like uh I don't know like independent research uh if you will. Ooh, what are we studying? Uh, it's kind of like an anthropological study. Um, if you will, I, I'm trying to look up the 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 mating customs of different uh, cultures. Yep. Um, and I was wondering if you could enlighten me on some of the things that you know maybe Arakakra do to try and find that special someone. Ah! Ah! Ha ha ha! Oh boy! Um, I look around. Is there anywhere we could go that's a little bit more secluded? Yeah, you guys can go into the the maze, literally yeah. <laughs> the corn maze, or um, the, I don't know, beanstalks. Sure, there's there's plants. You can go hide in some vegetation. Uh, you children of the corn, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ooh, follow me! Follow me! Uh, yeah, I'll I'll follow him. Okay, off you guys go. So um, the first thing that's going to happen as we get to a slightly more secluded place, uh, Sirak is going to take off his like cloak that he's been wearing, and he's going to stretch out the wings. The wings get real stretched out, mm-hmm. and you kind of—it's weird. You, he's always been like pretty short, but you see him kind of stand up, and it's just a little bit straighter, and everything's like a little bit more postured. Have you, been, have you been slouching this whole time? Oh, don't worry about it. I fly. So, here's <laughs> what you gotta do. Four Aarakocras. And, and as he's saying this, I, I take out, like, a notebook and I start, like, getting ready to write. So the first thing you have to do is you have to let him know you're interested, right? Because you can't just, I mean, just, you can't just show up on a person and just, like, you know, try to force yourself. That's rude. So what you need to do is you need to let them know you're interested. And uh, uh, the way we do that is, uh, well, uh, I guess to you it would sound a bit like a screech. But uh, you, have to, you have to make a yell, you have to yell at them uh, to get their attention. Yell at them. Yeah. Get um, attention. 
And now what's going to happen immediately after you yell, they're going to yell back. And that's kind of the, that's the beginning of the dance. Now, it is a dance. Man. That's what you have to be aware of. Not the most, like... Don't worry, it's a pretty easy dance. This Now, usually this happens, like, in the air or sometimes on trees. But, like, what you're doing is uh, <clears throat> you, uh, you uh, hop to the branch they're on. And then there... What if they're not hop, on the branch? Well, just like hop closer to they are. Okay, so like, yeah, yeah. So like, so like, if 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 you were her, I do like one of these, and I like hop a little bit closer. So I like I step to the side to the point where we are like catty corner, <laughs> and so you hop, and then you hop adjacent to like you hop, so you're like on the same level as I am. Yeah, yeah, just like that. And oh. then what she's gonna do? She's probably gonna like turn around, and she's gonna hop away and be like, nah. I don't want you. And what you got to do, you got to turn around and you hop to the point. Now you're parallel again. This goes on for maybe a good 5, 10, 15 hours. Uh, minutes, minutes. Um, and each time with the minutes. hops, you kind of hop a little bit closer, if you know what I mean. Just like a few inches at a time. You don't want, you don't want to overextend this thing. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to get to a point where you get real close. Now, she's going to realize what's going on at this point. It's fairly clear what's happening. And that's the point you have to present. And it's at this point um, the feathers that make up the, sm the slight crown of this cocktail's head rise up into almost a mohawk type fashion and the wings kind of like come up in like a presentary sort of thing and the chest puffs out a little bit and and at that point once that's all happened you just look good he's like furious <laughs> i'm furiously taking notes i'm like okay 15 minutes of hopping presenting um okay uh oh right can't forget start by yelling at her okay um very important so the so so it goes so the process is yelling hopping then presenting and then and then it's just all academic from there right i mean it's it's the birds and the birds what are you gonna do okay you know uh is it can I ask you a favor, Sirak? Sure. Um, so I can't exactly do the whole feather thing. Hi. It looks good, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Um, I gotta say, I'm 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 pretty jealous. I wish I could do something like that. Could I like and, and if this is too forward, please feel free to, to say no. Um could I, like, borrow some of your feathers to, like, fashion into a rudimentary, like, headdress? Oliver, you're pretty smart, aren't you? Decently. Okay, you know how feathers work. You can't exactly give them back. Borrowing isn't really the question you should be asking. You're right, you're right. Could I and have... Considering what... <laughs> And it's at this point he's going to realize that he's just told you exactly how Aarakocra mating rituals work and that you are now asking for something that is part of the Aarakocra mating ritual and he's going to go, and you got... Hey, what do you... 
why do you uh what do you uh what do you need them for for these uh academic research oh no real reason um there's nothing involved it's more like i said it's 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 more like an anthropological study and you can see he's really like kind of like looking down at the ground and like not really um like n not really looking at you kind of gonna get lower if that's possible just kind of to kind of match his eyes and be like is everything all right uh yeah everything everything's fine it's just, you know you know just kind of hanging out trying to trying to you know just uh trying to to, to hang out with my friend here you know you and he kind of gives you like an awkward thumbs up <laughs> um And you see Sirox just kind of doing some, like, some, like, math in his head. And he's going to say, uh, yeah, yeah, we can, uh, we can get some feathers for you. We can, uh, you know, uh, we could probably stitch that together and make a good little headdress for you. I, you know what, Sirox, you, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Of course, I gave Sirox some feathers earlier a while back, so, uh. I don't see why I shouldn't give you some feathers. I mean, she did some. She did some useful magic. I'm sure you're going to do some real useful with them too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's the plan. Mmm, mmm. I like plans. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're the a necessity for uh, you know just about anything in in life succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just looked over to the chat and the last thing that's on the chat uh broke me for a second. Um <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll uh we'll get that taken care of for you. Um uh, you you're probably going to want to go for this. It's uh not the most it's you know, I haven't dropped any feathers recently, so I'm going to have to get these the old-fashioned way. What? There's an old-fashioned way? You're probably going to want to go. What? What? Uh, what? What's happening? Are you going to be like, like, are you, do you need like assistance? Is everything okay? Or, Look, I'm a grown bird. I can pluck my own feathers. Uh, I mean, oh, all right. Uh, and then I'll just, all right. Uh, anyway, thank you for the information and the eventual feathers. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, more than you can know. Uh, and then I'll kind of like leave him to to pluck his own feathers. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's a euphemism for masturbation, but I don't know if that's just me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the rest of the night passes. <laughs> I won't say without incident, but we will leave that be for now. Um, the next day, you guys are, are continuing traveling on. Is there anything else you would like to do uh, tomorrow? You guys hit Kruthik Town, Kruthik Territory. Night two. Night two. Okay. Um, so... Uh... Olarun will uh, attempt to find Saride. Um, 
I mean, you're all traveling together. It's not hard unless she's well, actively you hiding. Know, you know, she goes off and does her Saride thing on a regular basis, so... Or should I... She's, she's been sticking she... with Stitch. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah so... Um, he'll try to, to, to find her. Um, um, Miss Saride, can I, can I speak with you briefly? Yes, of course. Is everything all right? Yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. Uh, for the most part, uh, I just, I just, I had a, I had a question for you, if, if that's okay. Of course, anything. Um, so, like, you and, like, Mr. Thosin, right? Um, when that happened, like, how did you guys, like, know that you liked each other? Uh... Um, what exactly are you asking? Wait. Like, how? What? Miss, Mr. Ride, I'm, I'm trying to get a girl to like me and I don't know how to do it. Oh, 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 she'll pull him in for a hug. Oh, honey, that's, that's, she'll slip into Elvish. That's very different from what it is Thosin and I are doing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, all right, well, who's the girl? I, I mean, it's not really all that important. Oh, and, yes, it is. No, it absolutely is. Can I, I don't really want to talk about it. Um, it's kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of embarrassing, um, Oh, okay. All right. Uh, but it's just, she's very different from me. And, you know, I, I was told by Talroth to try and find some common ground, right? And it, it's kind of weird because we don't really have a ton in common, except for, like, beating people up, I guess. Um, and Sorak taught me an Arakakra mating ritual that I was thinking about implementing in this case. Um, so I, I'm just trying to, like, figure out the best plan of attack, if you will. Um, boy, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Uh, hi, fa, man. Mm. Does he speak Elvish or Sylvan? Ulrin, does he speak Elvin or Sylvan? No. Celestial common and undercommon. In, okay, she, in, she's slipping into Elvin and cursing your parents for doing such a shitty job. Um, Which, uh, to oh, me, I, I'm pretty sure Elvin, much like Japanese, doesn't have actual curse words, right? <laughs> I, I think it's really just like, your soul is slightly dimmer than it should be. How dare you exist? Upon this slightly dimmer than place. it should be. <laughs> right? Like it's, it, it, it has to be, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it has to be something that's just like, oh, your, your parents of dull and diminished nature, right? Like it's. And you part your hair on the left when continental is what your employers prefer. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's, it's something. I apologize. God. Please continue. No, that, that's <laughs> it's just this long stream of something very lyrical. That's very much the fuck that these this guy's parents do. All right. Um. Uh, well, 
uh, first of all, um, the price for my uh, um, advice is that you promise never to, to repeat what I'm about to say, but Talroth was right. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm right. Sorry, no, I know, what? I know, I know. Like initially, your first reaction is just a knee jerk. Absolutely not. Reject it from your body. I get it. I get that okay. impulse. Yeah. But um, if that's literally what we've been doing this whole time. And again, the price for my help is your complicit silence on this. I'm rethinking that. I think we may have been judging Talroth a bit too harshly. He's not well put together and he is oh. an ass. Yeah, I, yeah. That will never change, I have a feeling, but he's not stupid. And as much as it God physically pains me to say it. He's not always wrong. Like in this particular instance, uh, the girl that you're trying to get, is she an Aarakocra? No. All right. Uh, does she like Aarakocra? Does she study them or was she raised by them, perhaps? Uh, she knows one. And she seems to be decent friends with them? All right. Um, well, uh, I think then perhaps Ciroc's, uh really wonderful uh, mating suggestions, uh, maybe not the best for just like a first date sort of a foray. Um, not that I don't want to... And you know, I whip out the notebook. And immediately start being like, maybe not first date idea. Darling, are you taking notes right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> here, sit, sit, sit. Sit down with me. She'll take his hands and sit. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> he he kind of, he, he is sitting crisscross applesauce, just kind of like looking up at her, like hands in his, like. All right. Tell me, what do you like about her? Well... She is really funny. She's really pretty. She uh, is really confident, which is great in some aspects and not great in some others. Um, but... I I I don't know. I I it it just she makes me feel like I can actually be somebody. Oh, oh, on. All right. Well, then. Forget what everyone's told you and all of the notes. My God, please don't pull out the notebook. Like I like slowly put it back in back in my pack. I know, I know it's hard. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm sorry this just goes against everything that I've been taught. I know, I know, I know, but when it comes to things like this, it's not academic. 
You're sorry, going... I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I know, I know. So I'm, I'm going to say some more things that aren't going to make sense, and they're going to make you really uncomfortable and probably a little sad. You're going to make mistakes. It happens. I know, I know, I know. And I can already hear your heart breaking about it. You are going to embarrass yourself. You're going to say something wrong, or you're going to say it at the wrong time, or you're going to misunderstand something, or you're going to catch her looking at someone else or laughing at someone else's jokes, and your heart's going to feel like it's being stabbed with ice. This is all sounding terrible. And it is. It absolutely is. But... You feel those things because you're alive and because you feel the other things too. If she didn't matter to you, then you wouldn't care. Like, for example, I, I know that you care about me, right? Of course. But like not in that way. Oh, no, 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 no. Right, 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 right. So when I, you know, hold hands with Mr. Thosen or something like that, if we ever did, it wouldn't hurt, would it? No. But say you saw this mystery girl holding hands with, say, Talroth. That would hurt, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just hypotheticals. Or, or even uh, with Stitch. Or with Serac. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly a, a master of seduction. Clearly, of course. He taught me the whole thing. He's clearly done this before. Um, I heard there's a dance. That's, that's there's a there's I'm a awesome. dance. There's presenting and like like I'll straighten up a little bit and like take my hand and just do like something like that. Wow, we if I weren't me, I'd be yours. <laughs> Absolutely. After that show, my goodness. Um, I know you're trying to make me feel better, but please don't say that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just... Uh, um, this is the only real bit of advice I can offer, other than the thing that we're not going to talk about, which is tell Rolf was right. If you like her, and it sounds like you do, and she sounds quite wonderful, by the way, I and certainly think so. Enjoy that. You don't have to marry her right now. You don't have to lock her down or do any of the other stuff that people do. You can if you want to. And maybe when both of you agree to it and you're comfortable. But if you like her and if looking at her makes your insides feel like a song, then revel in that, Olorun. You so rarely get to feel that. Like really feel it from your, from your toes to the ends of your hair. It's wonderful. So, so my advice is to put your notebook away and go back to the fire and enjoy your company. If she's by the fire, that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. She's not, she's probably, she's not, <laughs> is treasure by the fire? And I place a trap card face down. Not by the fire at all. I don't know what you're talking where, about. Where in the hell did that trap card come from? I don't remember one of those in the deck. And ah, damn, why does my ear keep ringing? 
go, go have, go have a good time. Maybe, maybe someone could teach you how to play cards. I hear it's fun. Yeah. Something. That's all right. Yes. Will you help me write a song? I would absolutely love to. Maybe not tonight. Maybe once we're done with the crucifix. Oh, yeah, of course. Clearly not tonight. But I just think something you said just kind of stuck in my head. I would be honored, darling. Thanks. And I'll walk over to to uh, Tauroth and, and Treasure. I'll be like, Tauroth, are you losing again? Nah, I think I'm finally uh, picking up on this game. Got to keep my pants this time. Lost my shirt, though. The Wait, shirt is torn and Treasure's boards. Why are we playing? For, you know what? I'm. I can deal you in. Fine. <laughs> and then I'll just sit down and pull, try and learn this game for the rest of the night. So it's going to go find uh, those in. Okay. The next day, you guys are making your way um, near the town. You don't need to go into the second point. Um, Burns is with you guys. And is sort of um, leading you around. And he's not doing a really wonderful job. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Dr. T. Burns is a David Watcher. He is purple skinned. Um, and along the outside of his arms uh, are sort of gold etched kind of ley lines. Um, he makes a very striking figure. Uh, in the center of his third eye, there is a uh, smooth, sort of amber-gold-colored uh, oval of a gem that he occasionally will will um, massage absentmindedly as he attempts to, to recall uh, details about the area. Also, he is dressed very much in um, performer's garb, very, very showman-like. And he's taken to speaking to himself, um, not in like a conversing way, but um, in the, he just sort of fills silences um, quietly. It's, it's not disruptive necessarily, but it is something that, that he is doing. And as he is leading you guys about, you can see he has been been through here. There are, they have some of the um, the bonfire pyres that he's he's set up. Um, the place does have a little bit of the vinegar smell. You can see where some of the plants have been trampled, uh, but they had re um, righted themselves. Essentially, there is a. It's nearing harvest time, so certain fields are being harvested. Uh, as as you guys are making your way your way through the area, it is pretty flat. However, um, you are led to just north of the of the second point, and um, excuse me, just south of it, south of the second point. 
And there is a slight hill, um, about 12 miles from it, uh, that you wouldn't have noticed if, if you hadn't traveled south. The rest of the area is actually, it's, it's up sort of on a raised plateau. Um, grass covered and, and green. And actually, as you, as you watch, as you look over the horizon, it's a very difficult, um, depression to, to see, to find, because the grass is tall and it just sort of blends into a wonderful horizon. Um, the wind sort of sweeps through. As the horses and the carts that you guys have, um, he, he stops. Opens up. Well, I suppose that this would be a appropriate place. <clears throat> it seems, my dear friends, um, through these tunnels with a bit of luck and perhaps some stone-shaping magic, we should be able to make a foray into the creeping that have spiderwebbed into the labs just to the north of here. With any luck, we should be able to avoid the patrols or conflicts that are raging, no doubt, nearby between those of the Biomancer's defensive systems and the uh, expansive hive lords. I wonder, do you, would you require my assistance as we travel? You travel, or someone travels, down to dispose of those dastardly, demented, kruthic demons. If you join us, would you also be able to go smoothing over, things over with the Biomancers, then? Maybe, although I would say it is less likely that I was able to um, travel, with you, travel with them. Is it better that he go with the Biomancer? Like, is it... Can you would, he? You would probably suspect he would be better off with nah. with the Biomancer. Yeah. yeah, that's what I figured, but I was like, maybe there's an odd chance of like, nope, they don't want to look at my face anymore. So, okay. Okay. And, uh, I think I think we're good without you. You can get some extra rest. Um, he spends a, f a few minutes giving you some tips for finding your way uh, to the Kruthic hive wards. Um, Kruthics are smart. They are capable of collapsing tunnels, usually to divert their enemies into um, traps or roundabout ways. If you find yourself running into many not um, natural dead ends, if you can tell that they have collapsed the tunnels about you, be prepared. Kruthics also speak to each other. They have a chittering, clicking, tapping language. And the adults will warn those behind them by stamping their um, intrusions into the stone, causing them to echo. They see very well in the dark, they smell even better, and they can feel the tremors of the earth. Caution, my friend. Great caution. 
if you can concentrate your death dealing uh, deliveries into a specific area, traditional Kuthrix will avoid that place in the future. But the true target that you have, Hive Lord, any Kruthic can become a Hive Lord, mind you. But usually, that is when a colony has grown too large and requires to be split off. If this particular colony's Hive Lord falls, they'll most likely retreat to another nearby colony, where they'll either be welcomed as brothers, errant family members, or um, killed outright as competitors for a limited food source. That's really the goal that you have here. You must... Exterminating them is, is far greater a task than what a handful of us could possibly do. But we must um, encourage them to return to the south. Now, something you said there got my attention. What was it? You said, you said when one of them Kruthix is killed, the others will avoid that spot. So, is it more like a sense of smell kind of thing? Yes, their blood leaves a pungent odor, but in small doses, they are less. They they are unfazed by it. But if you were to say, kill a dozen or two in a specific area, then they would instinctually hide from it. Because one of the thoughts that I was having, and I know a couple of uh, a couple others might be a little hesitant to attempt it, but if we manage to get a couple of them Kruthix and kind of maybe uh, splash some of the blood on us, would that cause the others to steer clear of us a little more? No, I wouldn't suspect so. The, the stench wouldn't be strong enough, I think. And Kruthix are not above eating other Kruthix. It's, in fact, a um, practice of the young. They often cannibalize their own just after being hatched. and um, So it's a little more of a, of a delicacy. I should warn you, though, they do prefer to eat, at least as adults, they prefer to eat their meals live, so they will um, impale one and keep you upon their sharp, spiked limbs and gnaw at you like a kebab for days at a time. Well, probably not days, probably. Good luck. And you said you said you wanted us to drive them south. Yes, south. So oh, in yes. theory, in theory, if we collapse the tunnels north, that'll drive them down. Um, yeah. So so there, you don't know what the tunnel situation is, but um, you know that the Kruthix have tunnels that they dig, and they have dug themselves into uh, Quill's biomancer territory essentially. And um, you know that the Biomancers have activated a lot of the, like, Helmed Horrors, the Golems, those sort of automated defenses. So you, you imagine that it's, it's from everything you know, 
you need more than just to collapse the tunnels or a show of force. You really need to kill the Hive Lord. And if you can concentrate killing more than just the Hive Lord in the one room, in the Hive Lord's den, that will that should do do well to drive them back. Is there any um, uh, way of knowing that we're in the den or at the Hive Lord other than I'm assuming he's a bit larger. Is there like a trail towards him or something? He's a bit larger, yes. You may find a um, cocoon throne. When a Kruthic becomes a Hive Lord, they cocoon themselves and undergo a metamorphosis of types. The serration of their blades is sharper, and they spit acid, I um, am recalling now. So, um, I thought they all spat acid. No, Hive Lord specifically spit acid. Then what did the other ones spit? Oh, they have spines that they, that they chuck. What spat acid at us? Oh, that was the Iron Cobra. Damn it! Spit, spat poison or acid. Can't remember. What sort of porn hub have we run into where everything's spitting at us? Jeez, look. The spine shooters, spitters, or um. It was the cobras. You're right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I thought. Damn it. Okay. So, so the the Lord spits acid. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So we all have healing potions, right? Do, do I have a healing potion? Let me rephrase that. We have enough in the bag that everyone can have at least one, unless you've got some on you already, which is fine too. Let me open up the bag real quick. Don't suppose we have some high-grade insect repellent in there either? Maybe something to just kind of burn them all away? I used all the reagents I had making enough repellent to keep the second point safe a few days ago. I was hoping to reaccumulate enough um, reagents to do so, but... I fear with the recent death of a biomancer that this confrontation will be escalating far quicker than I can concoct a new remedy. Let's see. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six potions of healing. And I'm not hurting you guys enough for you to have six potions of healing just hanging around. We don't use them. I'm kidding. We're seriously, uh, we're those people of like, oh, a healing potion. I will take this and never use it. Thank you. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty much what we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are three potions of healing in the, the bag of holding and one potion of greater healing. I will take two of those since I can run around and just drop it in somebody's mouth if need be. I'm okay. like, I'm good. And I've got, I'm just, I'm, you know me, I worry. Yeah, and I'm a shitty healer, so you're not a shitty healer. You are not. That's not directed at you. Uh, actually, Megan, according to this, you have one already. I know. I'm okay. listen. I want to make sure we're we. I'm. I, this is her like saran wrapping, bubble wrapping everybody before we go inside. 
Give a quick swing. Little Bree. Okay. We all good? So, all right. you have two. Um, Sarai has one. Um, I'll take one as well. Does anyone else need one? We'll leave those for the other party because I have second wind. So I should okay. be able to help myself if I get to that point. Cool. Okay. I think we figured it out. I'm, I'm just going to peek over your shoulder and see what other potions we have in there. Oil of slipperiness, I think. Uh, we do have a potion of frost giant strength. Well, who has that? That's in the haversack. So that's, I mean, st- at this point, we're all together, right? Yeah. So we can divvy shit. Yeah. Um, so who is anyone want uh, any of the, there's a potion of invulnerability. Uh, potion of become ooze, potion of growth, fire resistant, poison resistance. Um, poison resistant is poison is an acid. Yeah, they poison is not acid. Yeah. Um, there is poison of stone skin. Um, and then the other really awesome potions. Does anyone want anything? I'm fine. Um, hmm. Should I take the potion of giant strength? What do you guys think? I certainly think I'm so. Always. Yeah. Worst thing that happens is you don't use it. If it gets so bad during the Biomancer chat that they need stone strength, something's gone terribly wrong. Fair point, and we're going to be getting something that's kind of beefy. Um, what? Which giant strength is it? So that's, I think, a 24? 25? That's obscene. Yeah, it's gross. That's one is of the Olerun, higher ones. Yeah. Is Olorun gonna be okay? Olorun is just fine. His power is based off of charisma, not strength. No, 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 baby. I was just saying. That's she's not what she's asking. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, oh, look. There's... If something happens, something's gonna happen in that fight. So, you know, he'll just have to figure it out. I imagine when she drinks it, it's like a... It's like a, a magic girl transformation. Just everything gets bigger. Look, you know what? He's got a type. He's here for it. Give give me Amazons or give me death. Yes! So, uh, go ahead. One small question. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'd have any use for that ever-smoking bottle? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. They do, they do tremor sense. Yeah, they do have tremor sense. That being said, I feel like you should keep the smoking bot- bottle. <laughs> I feel like that's just yours. I second that. Well, I mean, if y'all are going to be giving me something, I ain't going to argue. We're giving you a bottle. What has he ever said no to a bottle? <laughs> Ugh. Okay. 
you guys begin to set out into into the tunnels. The first uh, hour or so is pretty straightforward. This is sort of a natural cave formation. You can see that um, the towns that were nearby initially attempted to see if this could be a mine. Um, but there was nothing, you know, it's it's stone, it's worked stone. Um, but the rich farmlands to the north were far more valuable uh, of, than what this was. But trying to utilize all of the the minerals that the land was providing um, was definitely a, an effort that they had undertaken. The caves echo and howl a bit as the wind that um, presses in from the outside uh, whips and whistles its way through these tunnels. What is your marching order? The tunnels are about 10 feet wide. You could go two by two if you chose to, um, or you guys could go single file. Um, the height of the tunnel sort of varies, but at its, own, at its shortest, it's like five feet. You guys will duck or crouch for, for you know, 10, 20, 30 feet, 100 yards, maybe at most. Um, but it's, it's, again, it was, you can see where the beams sort of prop up the tunnels as it was initially attempted to be a mine and then you can see where it hits some natural rock formations and that's about the point where you guys are are at now we're out of the mine portion and um, into the natural rocks and you can feel sort of the wind that is coming from there and so who's up front um i uh, i'll be up front okay uh also what light sources are you guys Carrying or not needing? Goggles of dark vision. That's right. I forgot you had the, the bird goggles of dark vision, so they are... 100% stole them, and... Eric Cochran... They're... Anyway, it's good. Physiology. You'd have yeah. to have it on the sides. For, for a parakeet, yeah. But I like to think of it more of, like, the, the falconer's hood. Kind of. I'll make, yeah. you, make you look a little little more badass for it. So, um, so you guys, all, the, the rest of you all have looking badass. Yes, <laughs> the rest of you all have dark vision, correct? Okay. Yes. Uh, I am going to cast pass without a trace on okay. us. Sounds good. After Sir Rock, who's number two? Uh, I'll be number two. Okay, three. Four. I can bring up the rear unless Tauroth wants to. Yeah, I'll stick to the back end, keeping an eye if anything comes up behind us. So I'll be four then. Okay. Great. Uh, as you guys are moving into the into the natural formation of the tunnels, uh, with your pass without trace, you can all make a. Uh, well, let me ask you. You are in these natural formations. You know that you still have to travel a bit. You anticipate being um, either hitting Biomancer 
laboratory tunnels or Kruthic hive tunnels first. Do you guys want to save this this spell until you get a little closer, or do you want to start being stealthy now? Oh, that's my. I thought we were. I thought we were closer. That's uh, my. That's that, my fault then. You you absolutely. That's fine. You can save it till you till you get a little closer, and you guys do continue to to work your way through there. Um, Sirak, since you are up front, would you make me a survival check, please? Okay, I like the sound of that. That's a 17 plus 5 for 22. Okay, great. So as you're traveling down the tunnels, um, it's been another 30 minutes, 40 minutes. You you do appreciate that you hadn't uh, used that spell quite yet. Uh, You didn't want it to run out. You've hit a couple of divergent um, splits in the natural formations, right? And you are hearing and see... You guys hear echoes... But they are just that. They are very far away echoes. And, and your um, passive perceptions let you know about that already. You haven't seen or heard any specific, like, Kruthic chittering. Nothing that is close. But, Sirak, you do, um, you have begun to find, and it's, we're going to say it's over, like, a series of splits and little, like, al- alcoves and things. So it's not just one decision. But as you're looking over these things, you can see that these tunnels have had some signs of combat, that they have had some clashes that look like um, places where not only Kruthic uh, blades or appendages have, have sort of dug into the, the Earth's surface and the stone surface there, but also you can see the evidence and um, remains of some of those... Uh, digger golems having um, run into these these Kruthics and it and you can see where they are attempting to dig to sort of find their way to the hive lord as well so the decision is this you guys you can um, choose to go to make sure you go deeper into the Kruthic territory or you can choose to go into the um, golem slash biomancer side of this of this like tunnely battlefield, so to speak. We're trying to keep them out of that golem slash biomancery side, correct? And according to what the doctor told us, if they sense a lot of death in a particular area, they will avoid it, correct? Mm-hmm. So what if we go towards that area, kill a lot of shit, and then drive it south? Uh, I think the doctor was saying specifically that they have to detect a lot of Kruthik's death. Like, if they detect, like, Biomancer death, they're just going to be happy about that. But if there's a connecting tunnel, is what I'm saying, then there's probably Kruthik's that went through that connecting tunnel. You see what I'm saying, Sorak? Sorak, you... You do understand. Uh, I don't know. Well, just to fill in some some gaps, the signs of battle are not recent enough to know whether there are Kruthics in the Biomancer side. Um, okay, because that's that's what I understood is that there might be Kruthics because that tunnel's there connecting the two. Right. There might be Kruthics that went into the Biomancer side, which if we go into that side, kill a bunch of them. Right. Then the Kruthics would be less likely to go in that side, and that also is less work for us. You you are not sure. Sh- 
sure where the Kruthiks are. It looks like the Kruthiks were attempting to go that way and got stopped. Yeah, these are some... These seem like... I don't know. They seem a bit old as the markings. Uh, it just looks like this is a place where they've definitely had a clash. But I, th I mean, I think we can definitely tell Kruthiks are down this tunnel area and that the Biomancers are probably up this way, so... But also, we're getting close to the area, so we do want to make sure we stay quiet. Right. There it is. Got Super it. smooth. Super smooth. Um, you, would you like to cast uh, Pass Without a Trace at this point? Yes, indeed. Okay. You guys can all make me stealth checks, please. And, Sirak, which direction are you are you leading the group? Kruthix direction. Is a plus 10, correct? That is correct. A plus 10. But I am still at disadvantage because yes. clink, clank, clonk. That's right. 32. Nicely done. So, natural one. Okay. Because <laughs> disadvantage. disadvantage. Yep, that happens. <laughs> plus 12 for 13. <laughs> Okay. I still clink clank clunk. <laughs> Thirteen. Fourteen. What was that, Rolleron? Fourteen. Fourteen. Is that with your plus ten? That's with my plus ten. I rolled a four and a five. Oh, I rolled a three and a five. Oh, buddy. Twenty-three. Nice. Thirty-three. We're gonna be fighting people. Really? You, you had to be one higher than me? You had to do that? <laughs> I, I rolled a 9 and a 12. <laughs> um, you guys are, overall as a group, you're, you're relatively quiet. Um, Olorun and, and Treasure are her, the least so. But the magic does help to dampen that, um, that noise. And so you're not, uh, as long as you don't get too close, that anything... Um, you, you should be okay, for sure. As you're traveling, Sorak, and you're, you're sort of guiding them into more of the Kruthic territory, I would like you to roll me a percentile. Four of us? Oh, I mean, all five of us? Uh, just, just Sorak, please. Okay. 68. 68. Okay. You, um... Passive Perceptions, I believe, Sariden O and Sirak have the highest Passive Perceptions. Um, anybody else with a Passive Perception above a 15? Okay. Um, then, as well, Tauroth, you would you would hear this as well. Um, down one of the tunnels, it's not a path that you're coming from, it's the Biomancer side. You do hear what you think are the echoes of heavier footfalls. Um, not necessarily something bigger, but that seemingly these golems or the the digger golems, whatever those may be, uh, it sounds like they're carrying something uh, impressive. Or hefty, at the very least. So, just that bit of information, you'd really have to, like, double back to go see it, but um, just wanted to let you guys know that. As you continue to proceed forward, you do start to find a um, a couple of old 
collapsed tunnels. And you can see where the Kruthiks have redug different entrances and, um, and passages. And as you're sort of pressing your way into one, um, it opens up into a room that is um, bigger than the tunnels that, you, that you've been working through. It's about 20 feet by 30 feet. Um, rough rock formation all around the sides. Uh, Kruthix, again, are pretty big. They are about horse-sized. They do kind of scrunch down when they're burrowing, but even still, you guys can can pass through here. Um, and this area, you can see a lot of, one, other tunnels that sort of branched off and out of here, and two, you can see the telltale signs of a lot of Kruthix. And the chittering and the sort of tapping of stone and the... Pick me up. Yeah, never mind. Um, Cursed noise suppression. Uh, noise is is becoming much more prevalent at this point. Um, is there any preparations you guys would like to make? I am holding um, mantle of inspiration until we see something okay so that people can move once we see them okay do we know anything about like kruthix and their you said they have tremor sense are they at all sensitive to light at all or is that just they're not not that no one has told you that no okay yeah so okay um then yeah, I guess I'll just try and keep an eye out as best I can for um, any incoming crew things. Okay, Sirak, um, everybody make, go ahead and make me active perception checks. And uh, if you roll under your passive, give me your passive instead. 15. Okay. 15. Okay. 18. 11. Okay. 24. Okay. As you guys are making your way into this open area, so Rock, you, you get just to the center. Um, Tauroth, because you're at the back, you're you're just at the edge of the room, probably still in like the five foot cube, five foot space of the of the tunnel. And um, coming from in from the east side, uh, you, so Rock, you everybody had kind of heard it. This guy, this Kruthik was not quiet. Uh, it at all you can it's heavy chitinous armor scrapes sort of like metal against uh pavement or stone and there's this slight sort of spark as as um bits of its skin superheat and flail off of it as it comes uh rushing into the room two others uh in in from other tunnels um pouncing forward i would like everybody to flip for initiative All right, I see a couple of aces there. Jack, uh, King, uh, bad guys are on a queen. So aces, you guys are up first. I had held action. Yes, you did. Yeah. 
So. Everybody gets eight temp HP, and if you want, you can use your reaction to move. Uh, is there a way I can try and, like, move behind the Kruthix to kind of, like, hammer and anvil them against the rest of the party? After they after they take their turn. So, cause, because you guys were, like, prepared for them, right? The Kruthix haven't quite made it out of their tunnels yet. On their turn, they they will make it out of their tunnels. Um, okay. But you, you can move like up to one of the tunnels onto the side, you can't pass through their space. That's what's preventing you from from doing what you're what you, you're trying to do. Um, okay. But you, you can like get up next to one of the tunnels. When they come in you can you can sneak you can step behind them, block them from from continuing to enter. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that then. Okay. Awesome. I'll kind of hold fast at one of the tunnels. Great. So you you break over there, the Kruthik that, um, that was like the main, the, uh, let's call him Eager Kruthik, Kruthik 1, Kruthik Igorus, uh, was, he, he sort of sees you moving, but he's focused on, on like bird meat. He's, he was going for the first guy that came in here. Anybody else moving on with their reaction before their turn? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to, move past treasure past the ride mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. to try to get like following all the room but trying to keep myself hidden as best as i can or at least out i know so, tremor sense and everything but just for my own sanity it's like talroth is still just if they can't see me they're not gonna know i'm here so so the tremor tremor sense aside um if you move any further into the room you will you will not have anything to hide behind, so they would be able to see you, right? You being at the back, you've got those those tunnel walls right there. You might be able to move five feet without being seen, but if you get any closer, um, any further out of the tunnel that you guys were traveled in from, it's just an open, like, honeycomb of, of tunnels at that point. There's nothing to hide behind, you know what I mean? Um, so it's up to you, Talroth. Would you do you want to get closer, or do you want to preserve that that hidden status that you have? Ah, uh, the tremor sense will probably give me away anyway, so I'll at least try to move up to give Olorun some backup. Great. Okay. Yeah, your your speed and, the, and like I said, it's not that big of an area. You uh, come in, you cut across the way. The eager Kruthik is is starting to break on you and Olorun flank that particular tunnel. Um, awesome. Anybody else? Uh, yes, I'm going to move up towards the front of our tunnel to at least give um, Sarai some cover so they can't like bum rush us and get back to her. Okay, yeah, so you're in the main area. Again, it is like a honeycomb. It's like a full hex. There's a bunch of different tunnels from different areas. Um, you see that Olorun and Tauroth have, let's say, gone to the east, where that Kruthik and his two buddies were coming from. You uh, cover Sarai's flank on the west, right, and, and looking to the north, and, and you can see some things kind of moving in the shadows um, in that area. Okay. All right, actual turn, um, Sarai, or 
Sirak. Sirak. Yeah, I am going to find the eager Kruthix. Yes. And I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on eager Kruthix. Okay. Yeah, so there's three that you guys um, actively see, can see, and are rushing in. So you would you like the f- number one in the middle? Number, number one, number directly one. in the middle. Got him. Okay. And um, I'm going to... Pow, pow, hit him with two arrows. Hopefully. Let's do it. That'll be, uh, the lowest is 18. 18 barely hits. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you watch him sort of duck its head and the thick shell over the top. Almost deflects the arrow, but it catches right in one of the, the chitinous overlays and, and spears its way in there. Uh, roll damage on it. Oh, that's not good. Um, that's six, ten, plus eight. That's that's just eighteen damage. Okay, eighteen damage. That's that's still that's good. That's solid. He he takes the two arrows, um, almost bloodied. Probably blood, like right on the edge of being bloodied. You can see some of the. Um, Slightly, I don't know, probably red, but it's it's a it's a very light pale red, sort of acidic, um, streaming down its face after your two arrows have have hit it. Um, and I'm gonna move up and make sure to step in front, um, step in front of Saride, uh, pretty much uh, up where Treasure is. Okay. Uh, kind of buffeting Saride. Okay. So, sounds good. Uh, Saride, you're up. Um. It got cast in the beginning of the day, but I'm just saying that Mage Armor's on, and yeah. I'm going to viciously mock the Eager Kruthik. Okay, how would you like to viciously mock the Eager Kruthik? I need both hands for this, so... Okay. Thank you. Sounds, sounds good. Uh, it is, a, I believe, a wisdom saving throw. Uh, six, so that fails. Yes! Five! Uh, uh, uh. Is that the 2d4? It should... Yes! Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. And I think it has disadvantage on attacks? Yeah, on its on next attack. attack. Yep. No, I think it's all of them for the rest of the fight, right? Like, it's just... Forever. Pain. Yeah, it's Forever. just... Oh. Because my was so debilitating. Mm-hmm. Um, any bonus actions? No. No one's hurt yet. Okay. Uh, those were the two people on an ace. There was a king, I believe. Who's next? Alright, go for it, treasure. That Sirak is... Sirak's on the east okay. side of Saride. You're on the west side. Um, you, okay. you can hear more things approaching, so it's up to you if you want to move or stay put. I'm going to stay put, but ready in action. As soon as something gets close enough to me, I'm just going to swing at it. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Um, any Anything else, Treasure? Uh, not currently. Great. 
Um, that was the king. Who's next? Bad guys on a queen, I believe. Yeah. All right. So the eager Kruthics come uh, rushing forward. Uh, the they're all going to be running past um, Olarun and Tauroth. You guys do get attacks of opportunity, so um, you can focus on the one that Sirach shot, if you would like. Or there are a couple of others running past you guys. Uh, so I will say I, I use my reaction to move, uh, doing mental inspiration. So That's I right. I apologize. Yeah. You're fine. Um, so the eager one is going to rush at Sorak. The other two are going to. Um, two of them are going to rush at Sorak. One is going to stop at Olarun, and um, and so they're going to make those attacks. The adult Kruthix have uh, two stab attacks, and they do have Pactics. So, um, the first two attacks on Olarun. Uh, excuse me, let's do, yeah, just regular attacks on Olarun first. Um, that is a... Mm -hmm. Good job. Uh... Higher is a 23, the lower is going to miss. It's a 9. Yeah, the 23 uh, definitely hits. Okay. Let's... Roll this once. Okay. So that's going to be 7 points of piercing damage. Okay. Um, then on Sirach, it's going to be... Um, the higher on both of them is a 16 for a total of 21. There's going to be 12 points of damage total uh, on you, Sirach. Okay. And then uh, coming in from the west, there are two more Kruthics. They're going to rush up on Treasure. Treasure, go ahead and make your uh, held attacks. One is a natural 19, which means treasure crits. That she does. <laughs> and the other one is an 18 total. Barely hits, but yeah, it, it, it breaks through the armor. Give me the critical so, hit first in case you okay. kill it, and then we'll the, go from there. Are we still doing the old crit rules of one is maxed and then the yeah. other is rolled? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So it, you're, you have a great sword, so you have 12 automatically and then roll and and add on top of you can or, so that's or you can forego the max damage and impose um i would say you could knock it prone maybe hobble it knock knock at speed in half now nah, let's just go with max damage let's okay. cool so that's going to be the 12 plus an additional seven plus her four from strength okay so that is 11 plus 12, 23 points of damage. Nicely done on the first hit roll for the second one. That's max damage again. That's a total of 12. Nice. Four. 16 points of damage. That is exactly what you needed on the second strike. One of the Kruthics falls to the ground. Um, it is uh, the, the thick vinegary smell of the blood does come 
sort of bursting out of it and spraying along uh, along the floor. Um, Does it have to be vinegar? This this these these do yeah. I got that from actually a um, another adventure where Kruthix are featured. It was one of the clues about where they were. So I've just always held on to it. This is not appropriate fight music. I'll fight fight music in a moment. But the last Kruthix. So there's a total of six. Uh, three came in. Two treasure killed one, and then one had been in the in the roof. Um, you didn't see it because you couldn't see it because it was behind and it digs its way through the roof and comes falling onto treasure. So, uh, still with advantage, two attacks. Or... Yeah, two attacks are going to be without advantage because the first guy lost his friend. Um, <laughs> so that is a 10 and a 19. The 19 just barely hits. Okay, so that's going to be one hit for six points of damage. And then the guy that falls from the roof, he's going to get the Pactics on it and is going to have a 16, which is going to miss, and a 22 for another six points of damage. That's it. Okay. Okay. That is it for the Kruthix. Who is up next? Olaroon. Olaroon. So the one that I was waiting outside of the the hole for is he right there? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's. There's one that stabbed you. Yes, there yeah. is one that stabbed me. That guy was to your left, not your right. But there's okay. one that stabbed you, so I feel like you should prioritize him. But it's really up to you. You know that's fair. Are there two within like within like close distance of each other? There's so there are two within close distance of each other. Those are the two that were attacking Sirak. There's also two that are in close distance with treasure, but she's on the far side of of them. It's a small room, though. You could get to her if you wanted to. So I am going to use Green Flame Blade. Ooh. Okay. Because this is a time where Green Flame Blade should probably be used. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say, so that is, it is an action, so I only get one attack this turn. Yep. Um, and that is a 28 to hit. So you are moving to the two that were attacking who? Sorak or Treasure? The ones that were attacking, the ones that were attacking me. There's only one that attacked you. Oh, yeah. Then I'll move to the one that, uh, I'll move to the one that's attacking Treasure because of course I do. Okay. Uh, so the guy that was on you is going to take his attack of opportunity. Um, it's just a regular attack. No advantage. Uh, seven plus five for a total of twelve. You misses. misses. Yeah, yeah. You you're quick on the fleet of foot, are you? <laughs> and as you go running, you sort of dodge as the the heavy scythe like appendage comes clearing over your head. Your attacks. Um, what were they again? I, I'm pretty sure they hit. Oh, it was uh, the it was, one it was... for green flame blade. It definitely hit. So what? Yeah. Uh, what's happening? Uh, so 12 points of just regular slashing damage. Okay. Uh, let's see. So I am at... So, um, and that's an extra one point of fire damage to the creature I hit. Um, okay. 
but the fire damage to the second creature. Um, my damage to the second creature increases to 1d8 plus my spell casting ability modifier. Okay, cool. So the creature that jumps to within five feet of it, mm -hmm. that is another eight points of damage. Eight, eight points, points of fire damage. On the second target. Yeah. Yeah, nicely done. Okay, the green fire leaps from uh, from your sword, a little bit of it trailing on the initial target, and then bursts onto the other guy. Um, anything else, Olerun? Uh, yeah, uh, that'll do it. I'll end my turn. Okay. Who is up next? Tauroth? Tauroth. Tauroth, you are at the bottom of initiative? I don't understand. I literally pulled the lowest card that I could. Yeah. Well, what are you up to, Tauroth? All right. Seeing as how oh, I was planning to just kind of flank these things with Oliver and then to see him rush off after Goldie, it's like, fuck uh, it. Uh, oh. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, there's two that were attacking Sorak. Yep. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of sidle up next to one of them and just try to double slash the one that looks the one the one that he shot. So it should have been the first one out, I think. Yes, that is correct. It is still standing. Go for it. All right, gonna take the first hit. It would help if I actually had my attacks open. There we go. Uh, that's a 19. 19 does hit. Yeah. Digs in, sneak attack damage and everything. Go ahead and roll it all. Yeah, that was near max sneak attack damage. Ooh. That was, oof. So the sneak attack damage, that was 21 plus 3. So 29 damage off the one hit. Nice, that's enough. Yeah, with the arrows in it, this um, double-bladed scimitar crushes through the armor underneath. You guys can now smell the air getting thick with that that smell of that vinegar blood as it again sprays over the area it is thin and and quickly absorbed into the rocks uh ar around it so yeah um off off that goes uh second attack Tauroth or bonus action what are you up to uh, yeah, I'm gonna use my bonus action for the second attack just kind of move or move around to kind of get that second one to turn away from Sorak a little bit okay. and just try to slash, across, slash it across where its eyes are. Okay. That is a 22. Yep, that'll do it. Nine points of damage. Okay. Add your decks. I actually have it on my sheet now. Nine points of damage. Yeah, the second second cut again does come through. You try to catch its eyes. It covers with the the, the thick armor, so you don't blind it. But you do like if it had if it survives this, it's gonna have the awesome anime cut on its face, and it'll it'll hunt you down later. But I don't think it's gonna live that long. 
anybody left, new round. Bad guys are going late on a six. Okay, who is up first? Is it Olorun on the 10? It's me on the queen. You on the queen, I apologize. Thank you, Sirach. I'm just writing up the, uh, the initiative. Mission. I appreciate it. That's, that's really helpful. Thank you. All right, I'm not sure about the end with Sarai Treasure Baddies all on a six, but we'll, I'll we'll, be attacking we'll first. We'll get there. All right, go for it. So I'm in melee with the one that's in front of me, right? You are. Yep. All right, I'm going to hop back the five feet. Okay. Take my attack of opportunity. Okay. And shoot him twice. Okay, here it comes. Uh, 18 plus five or 23. Yeah, okay. Uh, six points of damage. Ten four. I'll take that. Firing two arrows. Okay, let's actually get that in the right place. Okay, uh, one was a fifteen plus ten for twenty-five, and the other was a uh, not a ten. Fifteen plus nine for twenty-four, and the other was eight plus nine for seventeen. So that one misses. The seventeen does miss. The twenty-four does hit. Roll me damage on that arrow, please. All right, that's going to be eight plus four for 12 damage. 12 points of damage. Okay. Nice. That is bloodied. As the arrow sinks deep into it, it's sort of wincing back and forth, caught between uh, your your blast of arrows and uh, Tamaroth's rapid cuts. Up next is Olorun. Uh The ones that I'm on, there's what? They're both still there? Yeah, there are two there. Uh, you're fighting the same two as Treasure. Okay, uh, I feel like Green Flame Blade is not as useful at this moment in time. Okay. Um, so I am going to go ahead and just attack twice. Okay. Um, you, I was I was surprised because you had, you had waited so long the chance to attack twice and at first opportunity you chose not to so well i did it i did it last week i just i, I did it last last time but i okay. didn't do it uh so that's a 25 to hit on the first attack that hits uh so that is uh 13 points of damage on the first strike 13 points of damage on the first strike okay and the second attack yep Ooh, probably doesn't hit. That's a 12. That does not hit. Yeah, the your blade comes swinging around and it pings off of the armor. It sends that, that reverberation into your hands. Uh, anybody that's been to a batting cage knows knows that yeah. feeling. Um, anything else, Olorun? Bonus actions? Um, I'm going to bonus action Hexblade's Curse. Uh, no, I'm going to bonus action hex the one uh, in front of me. Okay. Sounds good. Up next is Tauroth. 
Well, I am not about to let myself get a nemesis in this kind of bug shape, so I'm gonna take another swing at him. Okay. See if I give them a magic scar. Sounds good. I bounced out the rolling tray. Okay, so yeah, natural 18 plus a million. I'm pretty sure that's gonna hit. Yeah, that'll hit. So 28 damage this time. Oof. 28 damage is, yeah, that's going to drop him. With the arrow that Soraka put into him, 28 will be enough. Otherwise, he would have survived. Right before I hit him, just, Omaiwa mo shinderu. Nani? Weeb! Sorry, clicky clacky. Got it. Uh, you are. And was the. Go ahead. Oh, and was there was the second one that was also nearby? Mm-hmm. Yep, there's still one with the melee. All right, just keep that blade spinning, keep it as a shield up, and I'm just going to take one swing at that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, uh, that's going to miss. That's a 16. Yeah. Again, the it, it's a it's not quite since you're you're wielding it with the backspin on it doesn't give you that that ping, but there's definitely that sort of deflection off, and you feel the blade twist in your hand as you readjust, uh, keeping the the blade spinning and moving. Uh, we are to the six now. The adult crucifix are on a plus three for their decks. Uh, so ride. I know treasure is out. Okay. So the Kruthix are up. The ones with Pactics are on treasure and Olerun, and you see them sort of split between you guys. Each one is going to take a, a stab at each of you as they um, do their best to utilize their Pactics. That's two if they go ahead and hit Olerun, I'm going to go ahead and trigger my own Pactics called Sentinel. Okay. <laughs> And that gives you an attack against them, correct? Correct. Okay, yep, go ahead and make your attack. Um, so the first one, uh, attacking Olorun, then Treasure, because I'm just doing it alphabetically. Uh, so that is a 15 on Olorun. That misses. All right, and then the natural 20 on, on Treasure will, will hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. I rolled a 17 total to hit. 17 total. That misses. It hits the armor. And um, yeah, again, big two-handed sword, big swing. You're going to get that ringing in the hands sort of feeling there. Uh, so that is 11, 13 points of damage uh, for you, treasure. Th- that was the first Kruthik, second Kruthik between you guys. Again, Olorun, then treasure. Um, Olorun, the higher is a 14. That's not going to hit. Treasure, the higher is a 24. Uh, so that's going to be another six points of uh, piercing damage. As these like weird praying mantis blades sort of twist and cut, slicing at you guys separately. Uh, the other one on the other side has no friends. He is sad and lonely. Um, he is going to, uh, what's he going to do? 
you hear him sort of tapping his feet, uh, and then he kind of rears up pony style and is going to double blade down on Sirach because he is the most hurt of them. Um, so two attacks on Sirach. Oh, no, you moved. You moved. I apologize. I have five feet back, yeah. You did. So these attacks would be at Tauroth. Um, they're not going to hit. That's a 10 is the higher. 7 and 10. So, yep. Dipping and dodging. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. That's right. You uh, said dodge twice. Don't be that guy. Uh, treasure, I th- or, or, or Sarite, I think you have the higher decks between you and Treasure. Zero. Treasure's on a zero, too. So, it's up to you. You guys decide. I'm charming, not flexible. Okay, well. It makes up for a lot. Nice. Treasure, go ahead. All right, well, since this thing decided to be absolutely rude, we're going to return it in favor. She's going to... Those- closet decided to come down right on her, she's going to pop her searing smite and try to cut them off. Okay. Epic. Let's do it. So, one is a 21 to hit, and the other is an 18. 18 and 21, both hit. And he's going to have to make a constitution saving throw. Con save. Pretty good for him. Um, 14. Uh, Nope, it was 15. So he's on fire for a bit. He's on fire. All right. So let's do the fire damage is... Seven. Okay. Seven. Then the actual weapon damage for both hits is going to be 17 plus 8 because of each of that. So 17 plus 8 is... I can math, I swear. 17 plus 8 is 25. 25. And then he's on fire, so when it says turn again at the start of each turn... He takes a d6 of damage so the, until he's able to make that con save. Mm-hmm. So this turn was a total of 25, correct? Correct. Uh, 25 plus the fire damage that I had done. Which was... 6? 7. 7. 7. Oh, the, oh, well, that doesn't matter. He's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, his corpse is on fire. Great. He had, 30, he had 31 hit points. 25 plus 7 is 32. Down that one goes. One remaining Kruthic uh, is up. Uh, Saride. Mantle of Inspiration for everybody. Okay. Eight. Eight temporary hit points. And then uh, Treasure is close enough to me, yes? Yeah. Oh, she's right next to you. You can touch her. Okay. Um, I'm going to touch her, like, just pet her hair. And, um, in such a very creepy way. Uh, and I'll give you a cure wounds. Hold on. Well, that's happening. Uh, new round. Nine. 
Nine. For healing. For healing, yeah. Thank you. I am on uh, on a seven. Dorita, I actually think it's going to be your turn again. Immediately after. Just the one? Just the one. How fucked up does he look? Pretty fucked up. Oh, cool. Let's uh, magic missile this fool. All right. Um, Out of the wand, how many charges? I do this every time. So one casting of it is two charges. One casting is three darts. And every time I upcharge, I add one. Correct. Okay, so let's do... Hold on, sorry. Third level, five darts. Five darts, third level, that's correct. Hold, please. I am holding. Fifteen. That's showtime. Hey. hey. Who'd have thunk it, kid? It happened. For you. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to make magic missile cool. I'm not. Okay. No, that's that. I'm not crystal. I don't. If this is not my jam. You're, I don't know. She's just gonna. You're good. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> The, the arcane energy gathers at the tip of the of the wand holding the charges. Um, you point it directly at the, the Kruthik just beyond Treasure's soul, shoulder, one hand probably still on her from casting um, Cure Wounds. And as the, the wand sort of slips past her face, um, none of the darts launch from it directly. They all sort of rose blossom flower out and then come come around and just from from every angle start slamming into the proof uh, driving it into the ground the bludgeoning force damage denting its armor as as just the pain settles in nicely done guys um what would you like to do So we need about like four times this amount in here to drive them away, right? Or we kill the Lord, the King, and yeah, then the we find Lord. another hive. That is my suggestion. Can I kind of pause it, like where the the majority of their forces came from? Excellent use of pause it, my lord. Make me a survival check. I liked that a lot. Two words. <laughs> uh, that's 19 plus 5 for a 24. Yeah, absolutely. So so you know the tunnels that you can see and identify the two tunnels that they seem to move through the most. Um, you, you do, through a, a number of old ranger tricks, 
um, you are able to figure out what the fastest um, path to the Hive Lord's Den would would probably be. All right. Would you say then that we had found the highway to the danger zone? I don't know that it would be a highway. It really feels like more of a commuter lane or like a like a meandering path, maybe like a alley or a shortcut, perhaps. Footpath to the danger zone. Exactly. What are, what are those uh, things like in parks? It's the desire lines where like the path goes one way, but people cut enough that it creates its own little path in the park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Desire line to that slightly more obtrusive zone. What's up, Talroth? Uh, something I'm kind of curious about, mm-hmm. since uh, it was mentioned these things will cannibalize on each other. Mm-hmm. I want to try to take one of their like their stabbies and see if it'll go through their own armor. Um, it's it's no easier or harder than another blade or weapon would. Um, mostly the cannibalism happens when they are young and firstborn, um, but they they will eat each other. Yeah. So they those the the stabbies on their arms are like great sword sharp. They are. Could would you would you all mind if we took a moment to sort of uh, carve these up and put them in the bag? Oh, I was gonna start taking limbs. Dope. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure Thosen could create something really bitching out of these. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to try to harvest parts, um, are you primarily going for, like, legs for blades or body armor uh, for body armor, or are you trying to collect uh, blood for vinegar smell? I will focus on the blades. Okay. So I could, I'll just start just cleaving through them just to get them out. Okay. Yeah, I was going to go for armor. Okay. Nature. I'm gonna get some files of blood. Okay. Every, um, survival checks is is what you're rolling. Um, whenever it's a survival check, I'm rolling real nice. I That's, know, uh, man. I'm you're telling right. you that it's a uh, 15 plus five for 20. 20. Okay. Yeah. I'll say you get four um, four crystalline jugs of of um, of. I'll say like four quarts, four liters of. Um, or quarts of ant blood. Yeah. Can I, can I go ahead and assist whoever's looking for, like, the the trying to make arm like armor pieces? Yeah. So, Sarai, you can roll with advantage. And I got a 24 for taking the blades. 24. Okay. Um, let's say you collected two... Um, You can either have, let's say, uh, by the time you break them down, they're going to be more like longsword sized, because um, you can't just take the like the the full leg is probably closer to a great sword, but you have to like mill it down. Um, so let's say three three long swords and two short swords, uh, in in Kruthic, Kruthic equivalent legs. Which to me, I'm now picturing as like crab legs, 
and you need like a cracker for them. Those are sharp, man. Those those will cut you. Um, so right, how did you do? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So you, we'll say that you get um, enough pieces, maybe for like a breastplate. Awesome. And also, while we're doing that, she's taking out of her components bag handfuls of salt and just spreading it around so that the whole place smells like a salt and vinegar chip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little gross, but yeah. Listen, if I'm stuck in vinegar land, I'm going to make it slightly more palatable. I I like salt and vinegar chips, so I'm okay with it, but, you know. You like vinegar, period, and that's wrong. Mm. I like it. Yeah, Talrod's getting hungry all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. You know, gross. Well, I mean, these are crabs. Mm, I don't. I don't think these are crabs. I wouldn't want to eat this meat. But... There's a you joke say that there. now. Wait until fifty-seven years when there is no more meat. Mm. Dystopia. We're gonna get there. It's dystopia. Okay. Um. So rock, you leading them to the Hive Lord? Okay. Let's go to the Hive Lord. All right. So rock, as you are, uh, as you guys are traveling and making your way there, um, to do the harvesting, you guys would probably need an hour. Do you do you want to take a short rest in addition to the harvesting? Yes. Okay, so, so you're going to have another hour, so it's going to be two hours. Which is fine. I'm just making sure I am understanding. Okay, sounds good. Um, if you guys want to roll any hit dice, why don't you go ahead and roll those. And this is what we will do. It is almost 9.35. I want to take a 10-minute break, uh, so we'll be back at 9.45. You guys will have done your short rest. We, the party uh, players, get a short rest as well. So we're going to see you guys in just a minute. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for dropping in. We'll see you soon. Uh, but until then, stay tuned. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. We are Random Encounter Productions. I am Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Hi, I am Cole Black as Hell Johnson playing... Uh, Olaroon Black as Hell, Dawnseeker, the ASMR Paladin Warlock. I'm Megan. I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sarak, the Arakakra Horizon Walker Ranger. Howdy, y'all. This is Maz. I'm playing Talroth Oakenblade, the nemesis of the Kuthrix. What else, Scout? And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Glitter Hoof, the Tiefling Fighter. Well put. All right. So, you guys are making your way down these Kruthic tunnels. Um, Turok is leading you guys to the um, to the Hive Lord. Uh, and as you guys are working your way through these tunnels, you can see the exchanges and the remnants of broken golems of digger uh, golems and armored pieces that have sort of been discarded um, chunks of 
of Kruthic uh, armor and, and pincers and hives, and, and the corpses uh, begin to sort of litter these tunnels. And um, you would think that that thick smell of vinegar would have been enough to sort of drive these Kruthics out, but it, it hasn't yet, at least not to any great effect. So as you guys are working your way down these tunnels, I would like you all to make another stealth check for me, please. Do we have um, Pass Without a Trace? No, right? You sh- oh, no, it's been yeah, two I'm, hours. I'm recasting it. Oh, okay. Recasting? Okay. That spell is worth its weight in Kruthix blood. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. I'm going to let Tauros say his first. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Thirty-nine. All right. Didn't even come close. Thirty-three. Uh, okay. Um, you guys are moving quietly through the tunnels. The... You're moving quietly through the tunnels, and as you guys are, are traveling, the you can hear on the other side of walls, on um, in tunnels that are above you, that are beneath you, in these different locations, you can hear the click of of. You pick up every stupid like candy wrapper or page turn or chip bite but I try to do a little foley action for the folks at home and you don't hear nothing unacceptable oh my god I didn't know we brought Screamers that's great I'm going home Screamers is this where you hide out when you run off you'll never know Screamers is practicing astral projection! God damn, he's talented. Okay, so, clicking noises above, below, side, side. It's unnerving, it's uncomfortable. But you guys are traveling so quiet, even with the tremor sense, you, you get the feeling that if they... They're focusing more on the heavier things. Um, so you are sort of hearing a lot of Kruthix move, um, the, their metal-like skin, uh, that, that thick sort of crunchy bug noise, um, that has this weird amount of, like, density and weight, and, and it's not hollow, it's always got a weird, like, thud to it. Um, if you've ever heard a heavy bug land on anything, weird, unsettling noise. Um, you're hearing that all around you. Uh, Sirak, make me a perception check. And this isn't the one to fail. All right, perception is going to be 23. Okay, Sirak, you're seeing at different points as you're going, you're noticing that there are, um, the Kruthics have made sort of 
maybe traps, maybe just prepped this tunnel to be collapsed at uh, at different points. You don't see like a trigger. It's not it's not a trap in that it's unmanned, but you can see where at points in the tunnel where it, they could, with little effort, cause a cave in, and like block you guys in here. Um, but you don't hear moving of, of any Kruthix around these things. So you, you get the feeling they're not paying attention to you at the moment. Um, as you guys continue to travel, the sounds begin to get a little thinner, a little lighter, and um, about 20 minutes goes by and you see an opening in the cave up ahead Brock, since you were up front and as you make your way towards the front your cave opening is yeah, check one thing on okay you come opening into a large a circular cavern, and it's a bit of a spire. Um, there's about a 20-foot drop from where you're at. There's a ledge. It's about 10 feet wide um, on the outside, and then it drops down about 20 feet. And you can see that there are some other ledges and other um, Kruthic holes, tunnels. Uh, around you, so so it's it's about a total of like fifty feet. Um, top to bottom, and can I go ahead and surmise that this is like a Kruthix like central hub? Yeah, it is definitely a Kruthix central hub, and more than that, you look down into the central portion of the chamber. How far is your dark vision extend? Uh, I believe it's 60 feet dark vision. Okay. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, while wearing these dark lenses, you have dark vision out to a range of 60 feet. Anybody have longer than 60 feet of dark vision? So I can well, let actually, someone else 60. use these, and they will get an extra 60 feet of dark vision. I actually think 60 feet is, is probably close enough, especially once you break the plane of the hole. This is a large Kruthic central hub, central hole, um, but you are also seeing what is sort of the central feature in the bottom there. It does look like it is the, the um, cocoon throne of of the Kruthic Hive Lord. Um, and as you guys are listening, the three of you with the higher passive perceptions, you can hear the sounds of, of combat, Kruthic combat. Uh, on that level, on the northern side, uh, so sort of beneath you, uh, and, but it, it it sounds distant, but approaching. Can I try to do a silent flyby to get a better look at what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Make a 
Make a stealth check for me, please. Alright, that is going to be 26 plus 10, 36. Okay, make me an acrobatics check, please. A little bit less than perfect, that's going to be a 12. 12, okay. So, you're, you're quiet. You are having to do more wing flaps. You are attempting to sort of use, like, momentum. I'm going to do a video game reference. You're attempting to do the stupid Batman Arkham uh, City. I must dive and then open my wings so that I can fly almost as high back up and just do that. I know that, exactly what you're talking about. That nonsense, about. right? So... Uh, so you're, you you try and you're like, that didn't work. I'm going to flap my wings instead. Uh, so, so you're making a little more noise. There's kind of not, not a whole lot you can do about it. It's not loud, right? It's not super loud and, and, and terribly disruptive. Um, so you, you do kind of fly by down there. What are you attempting to discern? Um, are Because uh, we hear fighting. What are the Kruthics fighting? Okay. And is there a hive lord that i can clearly discern okay um roll me a d20 <laughs> that's where it fails four mm. okay um what you hear coming that they're fighting sounds heavy sounds metal sounds dense of stone um you could surmise it is some form of golem uh maybe a helmed horror you've seen them you've seen the biomancers use such things and there's something stone that they're dragging with it so that's what you that's what you're hearing in the fight you, so i'm hearing golemy things which yeah. are which are dragging something stone. Yes. Yeah. You you start to fly back up. Um, the only you you do see a hive lord. There is a hive lord sort of directing traffic, pulling in soldiers from different corners. Um, most of them look occupied. They're busy. Um, you you can see that the hive lord has um, has six sort of honor guards with him. Um, they don't look terribly different than other Kruthics, but they are clearly dedicated to protecting the Hive Lord. Right? And he is around that central throne. Um, you also get the feeling that if you had... Probably the only reason you didn't see you is because you were flying. Um, so. Yeah. Tremor sense and all that jazz. Yeah. So I'm going to get back and I'm going to relay all this information. On the far side, there are golem-type <laughs> things. And Kruthik's Hive Lord is directly near the center. And he's got six guys who look like they would do anything for him. So, I think... I think if we attack in the beginning, the Hive Lord's gonna keep sending the other soldiers to the golems 
Um, I think as a last-ditch effort, he might start sending a bunch of guys our way. But he's got six guys around him who we're going to have to take care of regardless. So, do we want to try to do this uh, at least as uh, quietly as possible, or just send treasure in tits blazing and get their attention? Well, Lauren, what I mean, do you think about that plan? Uh, well, I think it's a solid. I think it's a solid idea. Um, as soon as we. The faster we can get rid of the central command, the easier it's, it is to take care of those that uh, work beneath them. Treasure starts going for the potion of Frost Giant Strength. Should I? I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I mean, do we want to try to just rush them or I don't know, maybe see if we can... <sighs> Shit, this, this is a rough situation, any way you look at it. I mean, it's going to turn into a slugfest, but I kind of prefer if we make it a slugfest in our own terms. Do you want to try to sandwich them between us and what they're fighting in the lab? Kind of just push them in that direction with our attack? Or something. Do you have an idea for the or something? I do. Ooh. If I make them frightened enough and they run away, and we put me on the one side. And they can't get close. And we can sort of keep them where they where we want them to be. I like that. And then, ooh, what? Ooh, what if, as they're frightened of you, I go around on that backside, and I'll drop all the Kruthix blood that we took onto the soldiers. Why? To scare them. And or make them cannibalize. They eat their children, not the grown-ass ones. Maybe they're really hungry. Are we doing the Kruthix version of Carrie? Well, how, how, how many are like within like packed tightly within each other? The Hive Lord has basically six honor guard. They're the most densely packed. I don't know that they're as tightly packed as you may want them to be. Do remember they are each a large creature. They're each about a horse size. Um, so Do they, Are they within five feet of each other? You would probably be able to get three within five feet of each other. Okay. Are they within 30 feet? Of each other, you could get uh, 
four, maybe five. Cool. You, you, not quite all of them, because they're not, they're not like packed together, right? Sort of a flying V situation, and sure. the, the guards, like as the as the Hive Lord moves around and is clicking and tapping and and sending messages uh, to people, like his his his, they balance the room together to to put it in. Um, in acting terms, right? They they balance the space, so they're they're moving around each other. But you could probably you could definitely get three, probably four, if you're real lucky, maybe five. Okay. As you guys are are considering the the sounds of the battle, do um, start to hit a fever pitch. Um. You hear some crumbling rocks. Um, I think uh, I think we're getting close to uh, to our go time. I think it's going to be a now or never sort of situation. So last time, should I take this and just make sure that we obliterate whatever's in this room? I'm going to say yeah. Yes. Bottoms up. Okay. Do you have the stats on that? Uh, yeah. It turns my strength score to 23 for one hour. Okay. It gives you a, a six. Oh, a little plus six. Gross. It's frost giant strength. I think it also gives you like resistance to frost, but I don't think that's gonna matter. Uh, I got to double check. Didn't say anything about that. But let's see. No, it's all good. Um, Treasure downs the potion. She's got an hour. What would you guys like to do? Well, let's go. We don't want to. We don't want to waste this. So we should probably get to getting. Uh, but I will, uh, I, I will hold my, my wings getting ready to, uh, and I will do that as soon as stuff pops off. Okay. I'm going to fly down. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, All I was going to say was since we're still got some distance, I'm just going to pull out the short bow to be able to take shots first before I rush in. Okay. From where you guys are towards the Hive Lord, you're at about 90 feet. Can I make a quick perception check above and behind us for anything that's going to fall out of the ceiling? Uh, yeah, go for it. Twenty-six. Anything that's moving, it, it seems to be rushing to defend the Hive from the far louder intruder. Just making sure. Yeah. So so things are rushing essentially out of this chamber. Um, If if there's any soldiers or anything to defend the hive left, they're going towards the danger. And um, like smaller non-combatants, if there is such a thing for a Kruthik, they are fleeing south at the point. 
and, and the Hive Lord is, um, as far as on the central floor, uh, essentially just him and his honor guard. Yeah, and is and is tapping and clicking and 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 sending orders through the stone, basically. Um, and it's loud. There's there's a there's a lot of loud, cruthic speak happening, right? They do have their own language. It is listed there. Um. So how would you you guys seem to be undetected? You have rolled well on your stealth. They have not been able to find you. You haven't triggered the tremor sense by getting close enough to him. Um, how would you guys like... You You have essentially surprise uh, unless you guys get too close. Are there... Uh, so they have... Do we know that they can see normally or is it just tremor sense? From what you've been told, they have very good senses, not just tremor sense. Okay. Um, cool, cool. Uh, then I will turn to them. I'll be like, so, um, do you want me to, like, go Angel and then start this off super hot? Or do you want to try and pick some things off from the corners? Or what? It's going to turn into a slugfest one way or the other, so... I think if we're doing it on our terms, hit them hard, hit them fast. They're distracted. Yeah. Uh, is there something I can get to within 30 feet, or is it just them? If you want to draw the attention of the people that are not paying attention to you, you could. Okay. So, we're taking out these people as well. All right. Well, we have to take out the six, and we have to take out the hive lord. Yeah. And well, they we, are. They're, they're also. They're, sorry. Sorry, because there are also other people who are close to us that are outside of the six and the hive lord. Anything that is outside of the six and the hive lord has another job at the moment. Okay. That, okay. That's what I'm. I have been yeah, trying I think... to communicate to you yeah. guys. Um, so let's just worry about those six in the Hive Lord and hit them as hard and fast and now as we can. Let's get as close as we can to them just to kind of try and a- attempt to surprise them, I guess. Okay. And then essentially when stuff pops off, I'll turn into full angel mode. I would like to cast Comprehend Languages. Okay. And I'm keeping a hand on the wall mm-hmm. so I can decipher the the clicking and stuff. So okay. I can hear exactly where he's sending people. I realize I'm just getting a rehash of everything you've been saying for the last 15 minutes. Um, but when that changes, I have it up for an hour so I can... Does, does that... Yeah? Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, is that concentration? No. Right. Just making sure. Uh, the one thing I will I, I will tell you is that you are you are also hearing sort of the clicks back um, that the um, the walking stone is um, they can only delay it. The walking stone. Yep. The golems. They're talking to to themselves. The Kruthics are talking back and forth. Right. So the scouts are telling the Hive Lord 
they can't seem to damage the walking stone. They can, they can only, only slow. Ah. Interestingly enough, I was laughing because the, the component for, for casting comprehend languages is soot and salt. <laughs> so I've been casting it this whole fucking time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just eat a, I eat a chip. And you said we're 90 feet um, up, Cody? Yeah. You are 20 feet up, 90 feet from the hive board. Okay. So if you want a Pythagorean that out, you can. You're probably somewhere around... If you were on the ground floor, probably, what, like 60 feet away, 70 feet away? If you were on the, yeah, same, yeah. If you were on the same floor as the, as, the, as the high floor. So... So... I'll, uh, I'll go up there, and I'll sort of get their attention to give you guys a clear path to get down. With my flying, it might be more difficult for them to hit me out of the sky if they maybe can't see me. With my ridiculously good stealth rolls. To, to be clear, if you are attempting stealth and there is nothing for you to hide behind, and you are within the range of their vision, they will see you. Oh, fully seen. Okay. Yeah, I know. Great. Just, I just want to make sure that the rules of stealth and, and what we're all doing is, is understood. Yeah, I'm just trying to give everyone else a round so they can get to them without being seen. You guys hear the tunnel beneath you, um, rock slides and, and things crashing down um, beneath your feet, and, and you also hear the heavy stone on stone battering against each other. The sounds of and battle. And with that, I'm going to fly. Go for it. Okay. 50 feet towards the Hive Lord and his buddies. Okay, 50 feet towards the Hive Lord and his buddies. You are still 20 feet off the ground. Um, and you are... Um, 50 feet forward. So, yeah. You, as you come breaking into his field of vision... Um, I'll give you the stealth check because he's he is distracted. And with the last of Pass Without a Trace, um, that'll be 18, 28 total. 28. Okay. So 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 you you move 50 feet forward. I'm going to say you're probably 40-ish feet, 45 feet away from him. You're going to make an attack. Now's your opportunity. All right. Then I'm going to cast... Um, I'm going to cast uh, Hunter's Mark on one of his honor guard. Okay. And I'm going to shoot two arrows. Okay. As, as soon as he attacks, can I say that I trigger my Radiant Soul? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a... Where are we? That is a 16 plus 10 uh, plus 9 for 25 and then a 9 plus 9 for 18. Both hit the honor guard. Go ahead and roll All your right. damage. Talroth, what were you? What did you want to do? Uh, once, uh, once the rock took off to start getting closer, I was going to see if I can maybe try to. <sighs> a bit risky, but maybe jump off the ledge 
to try to get close enough to be right within like normal range for that shortbow to try to pop a shot off at the Hive Lord. What's normal range for the shortbow? It would be 80. Okay. So you're just going like down the wall, essentially. Yeah, just kind of okay. coasting down the wall and just pop a shot off. Make a making um, an acrobatics check for the that's, controlled fall. That's a total of 30 for the crew fix. Okay. All right, that was a 13 on the die, so that's a 21 for acrobatics. Nice. Uh, so you are... You take um, you definitely take half damage from the from the fall. It's a low roll anyway. It's two points of fall damage. So nice and easy. Um, so two or two reduced to one. It was four reduced to two. Thank you. I, I did it for you. Thank you for checking though, because there will be plenty of times where I won't do that, and and I'm not consistent. Um, so Talroth. How far is your dark vision? 60. You're 80 feet away. You're essentially shooting blind. You still have movement. You can move forward. And this is happening as Sorak is flying forward. This is still in that surprise. But but you can't see the Hive Lord to shoot it. Or any of its honor guard. Well, hold on. Yeah, I'll say there's one of his honor guard that is that is at 60 feet, just at the edge of your vision. Okay, is that the one that Sorak was attacking? Sorak, would you have gone for the closest or the one closest to the Hive Lord? I would have gone for I would have gone for the one that was closest to the people who were coming up to give them more okay. of an opportunity to so, approach, not being seen. So the same one. Okay, and you said this was a surprise round, so would you, it be advantage on the attack, or...? Uh, they have not acted yet, so you do you do have uh, advantage. So actually, let's do this the right way for 5th edition. Uh, everybody flip initiative. Anybody below a 7? Okay, so everybody except for Saride, uh, this round they will have the surprised condition. Um, so you will have advantage on the attack roll. Um, so, so just for simplicity, Sorak took his because he, he was initiating everything. The arrows have hit. They're, they're turning. They can definitely see Sorak, um, the one that is closest to you, Talroth. You're right at the edge of his vision. You do have the attack with advantage. Um, so go ahead and make that. Then we'll do Olorun and Treasure, whether that's the order or not. It's up to you guys. Then we'll end with Saride. That is going to be a 24 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. You do not get sneak attack, though, because you're not within 30 feet. Oh, that's still the thing in 5e? Mm-hmm. I'll double check, but as far as I remember, for sneak attack, you have to be within 30 feet. You can't have disadvantage. Um, 
if you have advantage or you have a, a threatening ally in melee, you can sneak attack. But the range of stuff is still limited to 30 feet. Yeah, I actually happen to have the rogue thing up right now. I was just kind of looking at something. Yeah. But double check uh, it. Uh, once per turn, deal extra damage. Uh, if you have advantage, must use a finesse or ranged weapon. Don't need advantage if uh, another enemy is within five feet. Doesn't mention anything about thirty feet actually. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it just specifies um, ranged or finesse weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, have advantage on the attack rule or one of your allies is within five feet of it, and they are not incapacitated. Okay. Uh, you know what? Go for it. That will be 25 damage off that one arrow. Nice. Uh, yeah, you guys drop that particular Kruthic. No problem. Okay. Uh, Alarun or Treasure, who would like to go? Uh, Treasure, you can go first. Cool. First things first, got to get down off this wall, right? Yep. So let's go ahead and use that movement to get down from the wall. Okay. Um, make me an acrobatics check. That is going to be 15 total. Okay, yeah, that, that is enough. You're going to take half damage from the fall. Um, 2d6, I roll a total of 5. You're going to take 3 points of fall damage. And then I guess I can use a dash action to try to get closer because there's nothing I can do at this distance. Yeah, so so you get down 20 feet. Um, <laughs> so you're, you move another 10. You're at 60. You're within 30 feet of it at the end of your dash movement. Fantastic. Awesome. Olorun. Okay, so uh, I am in full regalia mode at this point in time. Sure. Um, so uh, I can't quite re- can I reach someone within 30 feet? No. Okay then I will go ahead and use my action to dash um, to one of the honor guard. Okay. So uh, you're, I will... you're now 30 feet from it. Okay. I'm now 30 feet away from the honor guard? Yep. Oh, there was the one at the edge of... It was like your twin... Oh, they killed that one. So yeah, 30 feet. Okay. Um, then I'm going to go ahead and cast Hex... Okay. As a bonus action. Okay. On the one nearest me. Okay. Sounds good. Um, um, yeah, and that's all I can do for now. All right. It's my psychic dagger range, I believe. Oh, yeah? That's what it is. That's why I keep thinking 30 feet. Because <laughs> when I play a rogue on Storm King's Thunder, I'm like, I have to be within 30 feet. The reason yeah. I have to be within 30 feet is because if I'm further than 30 feet, 
I have disadvantage, and then I can't, uh, I can't sneak attack. So, that there it is. Also, that used to be the rule in like third edition. So. Yep. Yeah. So I com- I yeah, put those two I put those two together and I was like, that's that's the way it is. Okay. Kruthix. Kruthix can see you guys when you get within 60 feet of them. They have dark vision up to 60 feet. Uh, so those of you, that's everybody but Sariah at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, those of you on the ground, also the tremor sense. They can they can definitely take, take um, advantage of that. So the honor guard is going to go first. They are, one of them is going to stay near the um, Well, the Hive Lord's running to attack anyway. So, um... What is their speed? 40. Okay. Three of the adult Kruthix are within range to run to uh, Treasure. So they're going to run, and they're going to attack her with their advantage attacks. Let's do that first. Go for tactics. So that is first guy with advantage. Uh, one is a natural twenty. The other is a twenty-one. So that's a total of eighteen points of damage for the first guy. Treasure. Second one, um, the higher is a modified 20. That should hit uh, the other the other misses. So that's another six points of damage. And the last guy, 16 and 18. Does 16 hit? I don't think it should. Uh, 16 does not. 18 just hits. Just hits. Okay, so, so six more points of damage. I believe it's a total of 30 points of damage. Um, yeah, 18 plus 6 plus 6. So total yes, for the round correct. on 30. Awesome. Uh, so there, there are those three three Kruthix. Um The Hive Lord is going to come moving towards you guys. He's going to look up, see um, Sorak and... Olarun. Olarun flew 60 feet. Sorak, you flew 50 feet. You guys were are roughly within 10 feet of each other. And you're about 20 feet off the ground. And a Kruthik has a uh, large status, so its height is in that second thing. So if I'm doing cubes... One is at 15, two is at 20, three is at 25. So, great. With its acid spray, it's going to spray a 15-foot cone up at both Olarun and Sorak. Um, I believe it would be able to catch both of you. Dexterity saving throws, DC 14, please. Uh, 19. 19. 14 on the dot, 14 baby. on the dot. All right. Nice. It was real close there. It was doing the whole, like... And hey, what am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, okay. So that is um, 
22 points of acid damage halved to 11. Um, the two honor guards that are with the Hive Lord uh, come over and they are going to then each spit two spikes uh, at Olaroon and at Sorak. They can't quite get to Tauroth on the edge there. And you guys make bigger targets. One of you is glowing, one of you is they're both flying. So, uh, but they have no advantage for this because they're ranged attacks. No, nobody's near them. So, two attacks on Olaroon. As the spikes come hurling out at you, the higher, the lower one definitely misses. The higher one is a 22. That should hit for seven points of damage. Okay. Uh, can I use Heavenly Rebuke on that one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Okay. Because they have to be within 60 feet of me. They are within 60 feet of you. Okay, then I need to make a deck saving throw DC 16. Natural 17 plus 3 for 20. Okay. So they'll take so half five. Take half. Uh, so half of nine. I never roll well for this. <laughs> oh, this is Radiant also. But yeah, Radiant damage. Way. There's a bright flash in this blackened tunnel, and all of you uh, instinctually shield your eyes, knowing that Olaroon has uh, has gotten flashy. Uh, two spikes thrown, spit, and and exactly what you just did there, Sirak. They go whizzing past you. The higher one is a twelve. So nice. Um, that I believe is all of my all of my crew thicks. Uh, so so I'm, I'm sorry, that was seven points of damage. You said yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, their spines do oddly one more point of damage. They are more dexterous than they are strong, which Odd. is silly. But, um, but you yeah. didn't design the creature. I didn't. <laughs> if, if I designed a creature that was more dexterous than strong. They would be fighting with their dexterity a lot more. Um, <laughs> a to Z monstrosities. To ride. I'm using my movement to get up 30 feet. Okay. And uh, bonus action. Um, are you I so inspiration? Yep. You're going 30 feet like into the onto the ground floor because that's the only way to really go forward. Yeah, that's the only way I can go. Yeah, so, so. make the uh, acrobatics check, please. These new dice are really pretty, but they're not rolling good. Ooh. Except for that one! Dirty 20! Hey, there you go. Hey. Um, half damage, I rolled 6 on the 2d6. You take 3 on the on the. I'm, out. I'm kidding. Oh my god, though. <laughs> I'm kidding, but also I'm bloodied. <laughs> So I move up. Um, you do. Mantle of Inspiration. Eight temp for everybody. Okay. You can use your reaction to move if you want. Am I close to treasure? You are 30 feet away from her. 
A healing word hurt. Okay. What level? One. Okay. Is anybody uh, using their reaction to move? I am going to move as close to the 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 king guy as I possibly can. Okay. I hate yeah. to be that guy. Isn't heavenly rebuke a, a reaction? reaction? It is. Yep. Oh yeah. Thank You're you. Right. Thank, thanks. Anybody else moving? I will try to move up closer, so I'm not like right next to treasure. But I'm um, kind of on like the same line. How, so how far it. away from treasure do you want to be? Uh, maybe about five, ten feet. I think the closest you can get. She moved sixty. You moved ten. The closest you can get is twenty feet. Twenty feet. Yeah, twenty feet. Okay, that's fine. Cool. That works. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Just make a trip. Um, at the on a five, uh, you guys hear the rumbling of rocks behind you uh, as the wall begins to be battered, stone against stone, and an echo crying out through the the central hive. New round. Can we say that I'm actually flipping decently for initiative today? You are. For the first time in who knows how long? Um, my bad guys are on an eight, so you guys all go before me. Um, right? I think, I think so. Yeah. Since Treasure and I are both on an ace, I actually want her to go first. Go for it. Treasure. Okay, Talroth, it's uh, me and my shadow. I'll try to give him some cover since I got three dance partners, but I want to make sure that he's got the room to take advantage of the fact that I have three dance partners. Okay. Nicely done. So you sort of shift around. You're moving. You're, you're making sure that... You see Tauroth coming up behind you. You're interposing your your large golden tiefling frame um, as these devil horses uh, whinny and neigh and rear up and try to... Yeah, do that. Uh, (laughs) Um. Let's... Giving him that open room, though, I'm going to go ahead and take my two slashes. And one of them is a 19, and the other is a 15. 19 hits, 15 pings off of the thick shell, and it's got sort of that gooey sound in it right now. It's just sort of... Treasure don't roll ones. Or Or twos. twos. (laughs) That is going to be... No, it's not going to be 12 total, because her strength is up. Yep. So eight. So it's going to be 14. Okay. On that one. And she's going to activate her action surge. Action surge. Let's do it. Because I mean, I got that many of them on me. May as well. Yeah. That's going to be dirty 20. Okay. Hits. 
and an 18 plus the 9, so I'm pretty sure that hits too. That'll definitely hit. Yeah, yeah and you're still <laughs> focusing on the same target, right? Or are you switching yeah. target with the action? No, you're, you're focus firing. No. Good, good. I'm good. focus firing. Okay. That's going to be 9 plus 6, so 15. Okay. And another 14. Another 14. So on that third big chop, just the mightiest hack, the blade comes carving in and does finally sort of behead or bisect this um, this Kruthik as, as only one of those, those chops didn't quite have the crunch to it. The rest of them is enough to uh, ease out. That, that Kruthik honor guard is out. Two down. And- she's going to just kind of shift to prep to give Talroth room to come in. Nice. Okay. Uh, Talroth. All right. And just like that, as soon as the first one drops, I'm just going to blitz in under her swing and Mm -hmm. just come around and just try to swipe at the next one. All right. Let's do it. It would help if it landed in the rolling tray. That is an 18. Barely hits, but it does. And since Treasure is dancing with this one, mm-hmm. let me get my sneak attack dice here. So 21 points of damage on the next one. Okay, nice. It's bloodied. And bonus action, just try to swing the other end around just to finish that circuit. Okay. Ah, that's going to miss. Mm-hmm. So the first quick cut is awesome. It, it sort of cuts into the legs. It sort of spirals out. The guy has to rear up onto those weird hind legs, but it, it, it's able to keep its balance. You can see the blood pouring from the wound, the, the thick smell filling your nostrils. Uh, who is up next after King? Uh, Saride. Saride. So I've moved up 30 feet. They are the dudes are 60 feet from me. Uh, yes. Can I get behind them if I bam 60 feet or would I get in front of them? Uh, you would be like in the midst of them. But they, well, they, so they moved a little bit towards you. You actually can teleport behind them because they all move in your direction. Bonus action, uh, step of the fae. Okay. okay. Two behind them. Okay. So it's a 30-foot cone in front of me. Okay. okay. Whoever I can get in that. Uh, a 30-foot cone in front of you? Yeah, I mean, you should... You should be able to get all of them. Maybe... I want to say definitely the Lord is to... Yeah, we'll give all of them. Yeah. I need a wisdom save, please. Wisdom save from one, two, three, four, five, dudes. Me five. Uh, so the Hive Lord has a... 17. 
Um, and then only one other one has a 16. The other three are below 10. Okay, those three are afraid of me. Okay, nice. I'll so say that those are the three, um, two of them right around treasure, and the undamaged one that is next to the high board. So, if they fail, yep, they have to drop whatever they're holding. Okay. So my friends, and they have to dash. Oh, they have to. They have to dash away from you. While frightened by the spell, a creature must take the dash action and move away from you by the safest available routes on each of its turns, unless there is nowhere to move. On its if turn. The creature, if the creature ends its turn in a location where it doesn't have line of sight, the creature can make a wisdom save. Okay. Sounds good. So, yeah, they're on their turn. Remind me of that. They, they should go scattered and running. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Uh, after Saride... Was there anything else you wanted to do, Saride? Uh, no. I've already sent my piece to Thosin because I'm now stuck by a hive lord that isn't afraid of me, so. Um. Saride. Sirak, what was your card? Um, I was a, uh, what was I at? I was on a 10. On a 10. Both had a 10. Sirak, you're up next. So, uh, hold on. On a jack, the stones rumble once more. Okay. Uh, they don't give way just yet. Tarak. I'm going to um, bonus action, move my Hunter's Mark over onto the Hive Lord. Okay. And I'm going to diagonal up five feet, so up five and back five. Yep. And I'm going to uh, try to hit him twice with my bow and arrow. Okay, let's do it. Okay, uh, 18 for 27 and a natural 20. The 18 misses. The Hive Lord has thicker armor. No, no, it's 18 plus 9 oh, for oh, 27. 27. I apologize. I thought those were two no different attacks. 27 Sorry, no, no, definitely no. hits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah armor, 18 plus 9. Armor on the Hive Lord is a 20. But yes, hits, please. Well, I, and then a natural 20. So natural 20. Okay, so let's do the first one first. Okay. All right, so the first one's going to be eight damage. Okay, nice. Then the second one, well, the second one is going to be a D8 plus a D6 14. for uh, 14 plus my four for 18. And then I rolled another four and three, so another seven, so that's 25. That is 25, okay. Yeah, so that's uh, yep. eight plus 25 for a total of 33. Total of 33, nice. And I just try to grab attention. I'm just like, look at me! And he is looking at you and clicking loudly. Clicky, clacky, clicky, clacky. Take notes, Maloon. There's the screaming. There it is. You've seen it. You've heard it now. Right here, folks. 
on uh, Bag Eye's turn. So, three of them must Wait, no, I didn't go. I, didn't I go apologize, Olorun. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so, there is... Um, can I... I can reach the, the Hive King? Yes. Uh, then I will fly over to, to them. Uh, bonus action, Hexblade's Curse on that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I attempt to hit it really hard. Okay. Um, let me make sure that I mark off Hexblade's Curse as used. Because I've got 87 million things to do on a regular basis. Um... That's a natural 20, baby! Yeah! Two in a row! Uh, so, that is... Um, so, that's uh, 8 plus 1d... Uh, let's see. Um, hold on, because it had to... It's evidently D&D Beyond now does this thing where it, it automatically rolls for you. That's really weird. Uh, so, that's... Uh, so, I rolled a 7. Uh... On the extra dice, so that's 15. Okay. Uh, plus another 8, which is uh, another, um, which is what, 20... 23. 23, thank you. Uh, plus 7, which makes it 30, because I'm all holy. Uh, plus another 3, because of Hexblade's curse, so 33. And I'm going to throw on a Divine Smite onto that. Okay. Because why don't I at this point in time? Yeah, we're getting go for it. egregious. So that's a third level Divine Smite. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, D8. Okay. Roll them. Um, those yeah, I'm roll, nothing I'm gets maxed on those. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to roll all those. I ain't just gonna sit there and say ten d eight like that's a normal thing to say. Uh, so throw on another fifty six points of damage okay. onto that. So I think I just did what eighty ninety something points of damage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that the high lord is down. Uh, it, it hits the ground and sort of uh, its its blood splatters everywhere, and you hear this loud sort of clicking cry. Uh, from from the honor guards that are uh, that are still up, and it gets echoed back um, among among the the populace that is not here but in the tunnels. Right? Anything else, Olorun? Uh I have a second attack. Um, Go for it. Can I reach anything from here? Uh, yeah, or did there, take there... all my. Mo- or- there was one guy near the the honor guard, so yeah, you can you can reach him. Uh, yeah, then I guess I'm gonna attack him too. Go for it. Um, I also I forgot I killed the guy. I gained ten points of HP because he died from my hexblade's curse. There you go. Look at look at look at hexblade working for me. This is a f- I love it. Um, so I'm going to uh, attack the other guy. Okay. Uh, and that is a 19 to hit. Uh, that'll hit, yeah. Okay. Um, oof, that's uh, 9 plus 10, 9, nine plus 7, uh, 16 points 
of damage. Okay. Nice. Anything else? Oh, no, that does it. Okay. Uh, so with that, there's only one remaining Kruthik that is not scared of Saride. So they must dash away. I believe the two of them were... So um, Treasure and Talroth, you guys can make attacks of opportunity if you would like, because it's not forced movement. They're using it on their turn. Um, so Absolutely. Delighted to. That's a dirty 20. Okay. Say 19. Nice. No sneak attack. You can only sneak attack once per turn, but you still get the damage. That is still going to be 12 damage. Nice. And 14 on my end. 14. Okay. They are all damaged at this point. Uh, Olorun, you can use your reaction to make an attack of opportunity on uh, on this honor guard that you just hit, as it is one that is scared and moving. I will do that. Okay, do it. Ooh, that probably doesn't hit. That's an 11. That misses. Yep. Okay. And those three go running out of out of the room. They don't quite make it to their tunnels, but they are going to dash away. Oh, they well, 80 feet. So they're they're we'll say on the precipice of of getting into their tunnels. Not quite out of vision of of Saride. Uh oh, but their dark vision only extends 60 feet. And their tremor sense. So once they get beyond that, they can't see her. Um, so they'll make their wisdom saves. I'm trying to use, I'm trying to use darkness and dark vision more the way it's, it's written as opposed to like, oh, you have dark vision. You can see as far as you would normally be able to see. Uh, I still want fighting in the dark to have its own feel to it. Right. Uh, one of them definitely fails on the two. The others are an 11 and a 13. Uh, don't. Plus one, no. so yeah, fourteen's no. the highest. Yeah, didn't think so. Um, so they will continue to run and uh, continue to try to save. The one that is still around is going to attack Olarun, because you are right there, and you killed his boss. Uh, higher one is a twenty-two. That is six points of damage. Uh, you said six points? Yep. Okay. Cool, cool. And I believe that gets us to new round. Okay. Uh, my first thing is on a queen. My last thing is on a six. So I will go after Olorun and then at the very end. So, Olorun. Uh, so I am going to hit the... Th- thing that attacked me. Yes, you are. Do it. That's that's rude. Yeah, well, um, you know, you killed his boss. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 17? 17 misses. Okay. Its armor's better uh, than that. Come on, Olderun. Then I'm gonna go ahead and swing a second time. Yay! And that's an 18! 18 does hit. Just barely. Hey, there it is. There that's you go. What we need. Um, 
So that is 14 plus 7, 21 points of damage. 14 plus 7, 21 points of damage. That guy is out. Yeah, you another heavy cleave from the um, from the blade weapon of Olorum beaming with light uh, does uh, cut through him. Can I see the um, the one that I hexed a while back? Is are they still there or are they dead? No, they dashed away. Um, but the what is your do your wings cast light? Uh, so I don't think they cast light. They do say that they are. They spread light. Um, 20 feet, uh, usually. Another 20 beyond that. Uh, it, it doesn't say. It just says, I gleam glimmering eyes and two incorporeal wings. It doesn't say anything about so radiating no. light. So, yeah. no. So, they, they are beyond your vision. Okay, so I have no idea where they are. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you saw them run away. They got out of the, outside of the range of your dark vision, and that, that was it. Are there any more enemies around me? Not in, not in visual range, no. Okay, uh, then I guess I will uh, attempt to ready myself for whatever is causing this rumbling in the earth. Okay. Floating off the ground, just to clarify. Yeah. I'm not, I got I'm not trying to get caught by this thing. Okay. On a queen, the rocks crumble in and the sounds of stone begin to scrape against each other. You guys um, hear it first. It's it began coming through that tunnel outside of your of your vision, outside of the visual range of your um, dark vision. And it seems to be purely dashing, just moving. It is a large stone golem. Um, its visage is very mechanical. It, it's clearly from the Biomancer's lab. Uh, six fingers on each hand and tied uh, around its its um, not tied but being dragged uh, on a stone slab as though uh, by a net like a fishing net is is kind of what it's pulling it on is a large cocoon um, that is uh that this stone golem is walking towards the center of this chamber. Um, <clears throat> it has a speed of 30 feet. It is dashing, uh, but it took... So it moves about 50 feet into the room. Uh, I'll give it 40. 40 feet into the room. So it's, it's about 10 feet within the field of most of your ranges. You guys are between 30 and 40 feet away from it, depending on where, where you guys were. Um, so ride you're a little further away because you teleported a little further back. Uh, that's its turn. Who's up next? Sirak. So I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna hold my position and just I'm gonna hold a um, hold an attack to mm-hmm. see what it does. Okay. And is this guy, he's a golem. He's not considered an elemental? Nope, he's a golem. Thank you. Who's next? Uh, I think it's treasure and I on a nine. Okay. What do you guys want to do? 
Uh, do you want to go first? You guys look. You guys look. You see this golem coming in. You you sort of are checking out, seeing what you, what your friends are doing. Uh, Sorak's knocked an arrow. He's got it like quarter pulled, not enough so that he, his muscles are straining. But he's he's got another arrow holding the bow in the in the same hand, like the rapid reload shot, ready to go. Um, that's that's the information you guys have. Wasn't there something about a cocoon that we were told about before? The Krusik Lord. He sits on a cocoon, but like that's how he. If, if you if you want to use a bonus action for history check to remember it, you can. Okay. Sorry. No, I you're good. Um, I'm I'm not gonna make you roll for it uh, because it was relatively recently. The yeah, it is it is tied to the Krusik Lord. Um, when a regular Kruthik becomes a lord, they cocoon up. And then they keep their cocoon as like a throne. And you can is see... Is this a full cocoon, or is this just the throne? Uh, no, no, no. So the throne cocoon is already there. Um, so this is different. This is new. This is a new hive lord. Who you don't... Uh, one could assume um, being dragged by a stone golem. Squash the bug. Squash the bug. Ladies first. How close is he to me? I'll give you 30 feet. Go for it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and run into do something about just squishing that cocoon before it gets any bigger, further, or hatches. Okay. You're going to the cocoon? Yes. Okay. Okay. Go for it. And to get to the cocoon, you're going to run past the stone golem. That's fair. He's probably going to get his attack of opportunity on me. If you, yeah, if you run past him, he will. May as well, yeah. Okay. Go for it. He is going to slam into you. Uh, he's gonna miss. Go for it. Perfect. Uh, my first swing is a 15, and my second one was a nat 20. Okay. Yeah, roll damage. You can roll damage both? on both. Okay, so let's do the 15 first. Oh, fi- oh total of 15. Total of 15, yeah. Sorry, AC on the cocoon is 18. I apologize. 18, okay. Yeah. So then let's do the nat 20. Yes. That's... Which I would take, let's see, max damage in the first, so that would be... 12. 12 plus the, ni- uh, plus the 9. Oh, you rolled 9. Yeah, 21. Plus 6 for your strength. So 27. There we go. Okay. Yeah, so so you cut into the cocoon um, a, a liquid sack as your blade cleaves into it, sort of pours out a, a thin, it's not the blood, but it, it, it does, it smells a little more, um, a little more basic, a little more oily, a little, little more viscous. So that, that sort of starts to pour out of it. You're standing on this stone slab, the stone golem sort of had reared back over, over your head as, as you went to cut it. Um, Talroth. 
and pretty much as treasure runs in if she if she kind of cuts to the left i'll just kind of cut to the right to get around and just bringing that blade around to just double slice of that cocoon okay uh go for it Uh, that first one's gonna miss the second one is also gonna miss okay Tyroth, you, you come up and you it looks more fleshy. You're not expecting it to be as like hard and dense. It's get, it's sort of pulsing a little bit. And when you cut, it, it's just surface, right? Underneath is those hard shells. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, if I had known, maybe. Um, I think Sarai is last up. Sarai. How is everyone looking health-wise? Everybody looks good. Treasure? Yeah. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 67, I am looking all right. Yes. Okay. I'm going to move up so I'm at a little bit closer to everybody. Okay. So I can get everyone within 60 feet if necessary. Mm-hmm. And then... The golem. Yeah. Have I heard it talking? No. Well, it just needs to be able to hear me. I'm going to viciously mock it. Okay, go for it. Uh, it is it has it is resistant to magic. It has advantage. Um, natural seventeen with a zero on wisdom, so seventeen. Cool. I don't really know how to mock a piece of stone anyway, so. Yeah. You do it to me all the time. Oh, see, I was going to say it, but that just felt cool. But You're okay. Don't. Ah. You basalt, basalt. People have watched us play Diablo. They know how this goes. You don't play right. That's you not my fault. play okay. right. <laughs> okay. Uh, new uh, round. Tony. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, Sirak, you had, new round. you had prepared attacks. You may take them if you would like. Yeah. If everyone, like, I was like, let's see what happens. And then uh, everyone attacks. They, so they started crushing the cocoon. Do- I will do two arrows at the cocoon. Okay. That's a 26 mm-hmm. and a 14. 14 misses, 26 hits. Yeah. That'll be 7 plus 5 for 12 plus 4, 16 damage. 16 damage. Nice. Yeah, more more liquid starts to pour out of the cocoon. Start of, part of it's starting to like peel open. It, it's gross. It smells awful. Uh, new round. I'm on a nine. You guys are up first. Go for it. Our 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 flipping for initiative. This this game has made it very. This has finally helped us. Yep. Okay. Who's up first? Saride, go for it. Does he have any weapons? The golem? No. All right. Vicious mockery again. Okay. Go for it. Um, natural 17 again. I rolled a 4 and 17 on both, but I switched dice, so... Oh, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. 
I keep forgetting I have stupid magic missile. All right, um, that's it. Okay. Uh, who is up next? What, uh, or bonus action? It, it, nope. Okay, Tauroth. All right, last first, same as the first. Let's see if I can okay. put him in a hearse now. Do it. Two attacks on him. Yeah. That that is cocked. Okay, so the first hit is a natural eighteen plus eight, and the second hit is a natural fifteen. So both are going to hit. Okay. Only damage on the first. It's not. Um, don't don't count it as sneak attack because it's more of an object than it is a um, than it's a an entity right now. The cocoon itself. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Because it's since it's the cocoon, would it be more like a construct or something? Yeah, it's, or? It, it's more like hitting a wall or hitting uh, you know a vase or something like that. Yeah, it's more like an object. All right, that first hit is going to be 11 damage. Oh, 11 damage. Okay, so the cocoon had 50 hit points. That get pushes you guys over the top with 54. As Tauroth's um, scimitar, scimitar, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, comes cutting through. It sort of peels open like this disgusting flower. One of these leaves sort of flops down and out and spilling out in and amongst this this muck. Still, um, its mouth and nose uh, covered uh, is is a Kruthic hive lord or or something approximating one you can see the thick chitinous shell on its back but instead of um the um instead of the purely stabbing appendages the the almost um they're praying mantis like but but just pure spears right that's what these things have for legs horse legs and arms they walk on all fours this one looks distinctly humanoid by comparison um that it is uh it it, the the armor of that sort of covers over its a hand a sort of bluish hand um its nails undone all of the heavy armor and shell sort of on its back imagine um imagine like a a um lion king puppet uh, but like a bug shell on its back, essentially, sort of, but but molded in. It's all one entity, and you can tell that these biomancers have um, have concocted their own version of a Kruthic hive lord that they could um, ostensibly speak to or or control or something along those lines. You see it sort of pulse and 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 try to try to break free. It, it apparently had not finished gestating or or um, Freeing itself. Uh, that is uh, it for Tauroth's turn. Who is up next? I think it's me. Oh, um, Sorry, Tauroth, you had more to go. Go ahead. I apologize. Because yeah, that was the first attack, and he yes. told me to roll the second one just yet. So okay. would the second one go into that creature, or would the second one just still be on the cocoon? You can put it in that creature if you want. Okay. What do you so want to I... target with the second attack? There doesn't seem to be any purpose to dealing more damage to the cocoon. I, I can 
tell you that. If you'd like to, to attack the creature that is on the ground, you may, or you can attack the golem. Those are really your options at this point. Well, we already took out one king. I might as well go for his replacement. There you go. Okay. Uh, so should I re-roll the attack then? What was the what was the roll? Um, the first one was like a natural 18. The second was a natural 15. So the second hit would have been a 23. If it's over 18, you're good to go. And still no <laughs> sneak attack? Uh, if you want to, go for it. Sure. This, this thing looks like it has anatomy. So you can at least try to sneak attack it. I'm gonna I'm gonna aim for what I'm guessing its throat is. Sure, go for it. That's eighteen. Yeah, more than enough. I mean, this thing—you don't think it was ever truly alive? Um, it, it hadn't really woken up or activated yet. But uh, as it, in a coup de gras. The, the final bit of whatever this weird hybrid monstrosity is or was, blood continues to pour out. You can see the stone golem sort of looking and um, its eyes light up. Uh, I'd like everybody to make me wisdom saving throw, DC 17. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. 14. That's an 8. Okay. Four. Okay. You can see the, the eyes of this stone golem um, mirror the Actorius stones that you all found in the um, in the brain chips on the bullets. Um, they seem to have some sort of enhancing effect on its magical ability to cast slow. Those of you that failed are essentially under the conditions of that spell. With um, with its charge um, bashed, right, um, it starts walking back to back home, uh, essentially, dragging its stone slab with it. And that is where we're going to end for the evening. You guys are uh, are slowed. You can't, unless Zorak really wants to chase down and fight a stone golem, uh, which you can. I don't want to take that away from you. Come at me, you vessel! <laughs> All right, yeah, no, no. We're, uh, yeah, no, I'm, okay, I'm not going to take him on alone. That's fine. Everyone else has no reaction. Speed is halved. Can't take more than one attack on its turn. In addition, the target action or bonus action, not both. They last for a minute. Like, it it, it casts <laughs> slow. So it's enough for, for it to be like, all right, I'm leaving. Everybody stop. <sighs> Just walked all this way for nothing. I'm just going to slowly give the golem a sign as it's walking <laughs> away. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh... Good game, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you guys were kicking ass. You're, you guys are powerful, powerful characters. So I look forward to finding more challenging things for you guys to do in the future. 
Uh, I hope you liked the the Kruthic Lord um, uh, twist there towards the end. Um, it is late. We we ran a little late, so we're gonna say good night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. But until then, be cool.